What's going on, nerds? Welcome back to episode 16 of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast. I'm your LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and as always, my co-host is sitting right next to me, Taylor Salen. Hello. How are you? Doing good. How about you? Doing well. How's life? Uh, good. Way, way better now that I saw Star Wars. <sighs> life is good, dude. Life is good. Star Wars. Yeah. Just the utter words Just themselves utter, uttering the words. make me yep. come. Um, I want to be honest with you guys, we attempted to record episode 16 uh, a couple nights ago, and we were all way too drunk, Mm -hmm. and it did not end well. Uh, So what we're going to do right now is I've got a little bit of nerd news for you that we did record before we got too drunk, and then Taylor and I are going to jump into uh, our little own bit about Star Wars. So um, semi-podcast guests are going to be Patrick Garrity and uh, my friend Missy Dowling. Um, you guys are going to hear them and us talk about a little bit of nerd news. What do we got? We got a Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them trailer. Yes. And then we, we also got had uh, the, uh, the Star Trek. Tr- the Star Trek Beyond Star trailer. Trek Beyond True that. And then uh, there was one more. I don't there was one more, and exactly I don't really what remember it what it was, so it's going to be a surprise for and all you motherfuckers. Yeah. So uh, before we talk about Star Wars, we're going to just drop that little bit in here. So, Taylor, roll those sweet, smooth jams. Wooka, wooka. <laughs> What's the first piece of news? So, the first piece of news this week is that Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man in the MCU, has been Peter Parkour. Yes. Has been spotted on the set of Doctor Strange. Now, this Ooh. has many implications for the MCU. Um, first of all, I mean, fucking Spider-Man's on the set of Doctor Strange. Now... Let it be said that the photo in question was um, Tom Holland. Not, not in, in costume. Not in costume, not in character. He was apparently just visiting the set, but it begs the question, do you want to see Spider-Man in Doctor Strange? And how so... Uh, I, I, the biggest question is, how do you think he might fit into the film? I don't think that I necessarily want to see Spider-Man in a Doctor Strange movie, but it is cool that they are trying to include him in as many MCU movies as possible because they got the rights to do so. So why not just take it as far as you possibly can, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like the question is is, is based on the deal that they made with Sony uh, for the rights to the character. How um, you know how. How? Uh, what is the uh, the use that uh, that that Marvel can get out of the character? Because I know one of the points of the deal was that they, um, you know, Marvel gets to use them in their movies, and they get the financial benefit of those films that they release. Yep. And Sony gets to use him in their movies, and they get all the final financial benefits from those releases. So it'll be interesting to see um, how much they can actually use him in the universe. Pat. It's Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, Doctor Strange. Yes, it is Sherlock. Uh, I was just, I was like, ah, I'm pretty sure he got the role, but I missed the episode where you guys talked about that. Um, I think it's pretty cool the idea of mixing him in, but I was just trying to rack my brain about like the stories I know of Doctor Strange, and they're not really like Spider-Man oh, no, heavy. Oh no, like, Spider-Man at all, like at all. Like, no. So I would, I would care much more about seeing the X-Men mixed in with Doctor Strange than Spider-Man, but like. Which won't happen. No, and and now which that is, Spider-Man's a kid. Is, which is a better fit? 
I might add. Like X-Men and Doctor Strange. Like, well, that yeah. It's way more comparable than Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. But they didn't strike a deal but, for X-Men. But exactly, the X-Men the, brought the, with Doctor Strange all the time. the fact is that Fox owns X-Men and that will I mean, as far as, as the foreseeable future, we won't Well, see. the Fantastic Four bro out, not oh, really God, X-Men. Dude. Yeah. Don't even remind me of that fucking shit. But I don't know. I think <laughs> Spider-Man being a kid makes it uh, harder now for him to even have – were, uh, it's weird, like having a kid in in some of these other movies. Like, I wonder how the Spider Man movies, like the tone they're gonna take, because it's going more for like. A I teenager. think they're just gonna go for like the mentor like mentality. Like he uh, is the youngest of everyone in the universe, and they just need to like teach him to be a superhero. Well, yeah, no, and I think it 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 it, it really boils down to at this point, you know, we've seen a barrage of superheroes. We've seen. Uh, you know these superheroes that, uh, defending New York. We've seen we've seen them defending multi uh, sort of m- multiple Versus. nations throughout the second Avengers film, and it comes down to why haven't we seen this character thus far? And I think it makes sense that he's young because he's sort of still learning his powers, and he hasn't become the Spider-Man that we know in the comics. Of course, I mean it. On a logistical level, it makes sense that we haven't seen him so far in the fact that he's so young that he's still sort of developing. And he's yeah. not the Spider-Man that we know in the comics, but he's on that track. You know what If I mean? you read the Ultimate Spider-Man, he is – so like the Amazing Spider-Man, which is like in like the, like the regular uh, like Earth universe in the Marvel Universe, he's an adult. If you read the Ultimate Comics of Spider-Man, he is a teenager in mm-hmm. high school at Midtown High – and he never really meets like like he'll mingle with superheroes here and there, but he never really uh, like teams up like he does in like the regular universe. So like I think yeah. that's what they're going for is like he's a teenager in like this ultimate universe where he just he's really on his own um, for most of the time. And now and like I feel like that's their backstory on him, like which will be probably his solo film. And like now he's in the universe with all the other superheroes um, and no origin story. With thank God no origin story, yeah, of course, <laughs> and like I don't know, I'm not really stoked that he's going to be in a Doctor Strange movie if that's the case, but I can see why they would want to just put him in every fucking single thing possible because they have the rights to him. They haven't had the rights to him for how many years? More than twelve years, right? So it's cool that now that they have him, they're just like fuck it, put him in everything because because it'll work. Yeah, because, because we had because him, just fucking use him. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's because we, we can him. mentality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically the mentality Sony's had for the last ten years when exactly. making Spider-Man movies. Yeah. I mean, that's really all we have on it. There's not much else. It was just yeah. a set photo. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. We'll you know we'll follow up. Taylor, <laughs> we'll follow up. <laughs> yeah, we'll follow Question up. Mark? Question mark. <laughs> Taylor, do you do you watch uh, Harry Potter? I'm sorry. Have you seen Harry Potter? I've seen the films. I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm also you know I think they're 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 well made adaptations. Adaptations. Did you read the books? Yes. I will. Let's put it this way. I read five of the seven books. I read all the way to the Order of the Phoenix. Damn, dude. I got. Hey. I know. I'm, ter- we ha- I'm a no, terrible no. person. We got we have a Harry Potter expert in our midst right yeah, now. Joel doesn't like Harry Potter at all, do you? That's not true. I've read all of the books. Oh, I thought you didn't like it because of your geeks. Because no, of, the, of, cause of your uh, geeks who drink trivia just thing. Because, just because no, I've read all the books. Oh, look, Pat's bringing up a very sore subject for me right now. <laughs> sorry. No, no. I I just thought that Harry Potter wasn't your thing because of that. Look, I have read all the books, but just because. Okay, no. Look, I was on a game show on Sci-Fi called Geeks Who Drink. And they said, name every single person who was in 
the seventh movie. The, yeah, but part two yeah, of yeah, the yeah. movie. Or name, the book, name actors or which, name characters who were in part which two. Which the book and the movie. A lot of characters. But the thing so is. So you had to go back and forth till someone got it The wrong. movie and the book are totally different because it was like they weren't the same. Like there were people in the first movie. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you haven't seen the movie. Exactly. But anyway, I've read all the books. I'm just not like an, a foremost expert uh, on it. Oh, I love them. We have to like. Said I could name all the characters in the seventh movie. Let's do it. Oh, all of them? I'm not. That's not even what you had to do. You just had to go back and forth until someone couldn't name another one. The point was, is that Taylor, we have an expert on Harry Potter in our audience or in the midst right now, and like there was a new trailer released for what movie? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Damn straight. (laughs) Indeed. The J.K. Rowling adapted. She Fantastic did indeed Beast write it. To find them. Yes, she did write it, which yeah. she didn't do for any of the other Harry Potter yeah, films. It's the, it's the she was always time. she was always in the background, like mm-hmm. saying, or she always had an input on it, but she never actually wrote <laughs> the film. So that's really exciting, especially because the book in itself is really, really a teeny tiny book. It's a it's a nothing it's a nothing. Book. It's nothing. It's uh yeah. it's it's a one in three series. It's like Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, a Quidditch book, and I can't even remember the third. I think it's like maybe a potions book or something. Yeah. But they're extremely. I never read any of the expanded it, it, honestly, shit. Honestly, it would it wouldn't even take you a day to read all three. It never attracted me at all. I just read like the books and like all that stuff that came out. I never even I never even looked at it. So for me, anything that came out that was extra for Harry Potter was always like I was always on top of it. But to read all three of these books, it wouldn't even take you a day. And honestly, it's not even exciting to read them. It's just kind of extra information about the universe. That sucks. So yeah, it's more, more so like a supplementary. Information exactly. It's for the so like it's basically the real basically fans. this is this is the Sam you're not making me want to read them. This is the Sam Aurelian of of the Harry Potter universe. Yes. Okay, but how does that? How does that um, translate to what you guys saw in like the trailer? Because clearly, as small as the trailer for the movie is, what do they show in the trailer that, like how, like I mean, clearly people want to see this in a movie because there's a trailer for it, there's a market for it. Uh, what what's in the trailer that translate in that like is in the book? Nothing looked like Harry Potter to me. But. <laughs> yeah. People will want to see the it, movie it, it, because... Okay, let's, let's put it this way. It, it looked go. like Harry Potter, but it didn't feel like Harry Potter. No, yeah, people want to see the movie because we haven't had anything new Harry Potter for so long. And yeah. Harry Potter Hollywood is opening April 7th. So mm-hmm. people are really excited to have new Harry Potter stuff coming for them. But the trailer doesn't really portray anything in the book because the book isn't actually a story. It's just honestly about... Um, like one guy's one guy's adventures right yeah it's about well the book is just really about beasts in the universe it's not even about how he Uh, finds them is it an encyclopedia yeah yeah yeah, it's more like yeah like about it's it's supposed to it's supposed to take place like 70 years before the the events of the films and yeah so it's sort of it's sort of a prequel with nothing to do with harry potter and yeah and it's this character who's basically who it's basically a textbook that they read at hogwarts right exactly okay yeah it's also set uh in america no Yes. 
Yes, there which is. Which is interesting. They finally set an, an American witch wizard whatever yeah. school which has never actually been mentioned in any of the books which yeah. has been a huge like they wouldn't even let american actresses and actors um audition for the roles for the movies so this is like huge for harry potter fans and how do you feel about that i feel i feel like i should i should be an american i feel like it might even just be uh like reaching out to that you know, section that they've been denying for so long that they can finally get these people to get into their movies. And it's kind of just an advertising thing, but I'm still super excited for yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. So what we saw in the trailer was, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Eddie Redmayne. He's uh, he's kind of he's kind of hopping oh, right now. Oh, oh, wait, I'm sorry, Jupiter Sending. No, I'm sorry, uh, Theory of Everything. The Danish girl. Ah, I liked girl. that That's movie. Good, right? I didn't recognize that that was him. He's hopping right now, right? He's 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 kind of big right now. He's popping and hopping. He what now? Hopping he won like best actor, I believe. Yes. He did, right? Yeah. Taylor <laughs> No, he did. We don't need to look that because, up. Because because every best actor in the history of the Oscars is deserving of said trophy. Do you did you not like Ooh. the theory of everything? There was better performances that year. Look, there's always. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you like a like a I'm a dress up in gold tights and taunt Leo fan? I'm a Michael Keaton apologist. <laughs> 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 I feel like Michael Keaton should have should have won that award that year. Like, do you really? No, for no. for Eddie, fucking Eddie, Eddie for Birdman Eddie, Eddie, for Birdman. Eddie, Oh, regardless I couldn't even get through that movie. Yeah, no, it's I've tried to watch it so many times that I get like maybe one third of the way through and I can't do it. I think we've talked about this. Birdman that, is not that good, dude. That it's not that good of a movie in my opinion, but I think it's a performance that that Man, fuck birds. Reestablishes <laughs> that birds reestablishes suck. Michael Keaton as 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 someone who can deliver an amazing performance. You, did, you know Taylor's getting yeah, serious when he starts. But if you can't get through no, the movie, you know, that's a whole separate story. No, like it needs to be a good movie, and you need to love it fine. and appreciate and him as an that's actor. A, that's a best. Win. That's a best picture. Who's the bird? That's a best picture conversation, Who is not the a bird? best actor conversation. We're talking about best actor at this point. Okay, look. The point is about the Beast trailer, not Birds Michael suck. Keaton. <laughs> hey, you're the one who brought up the best actor. Oscar I did. So I hey. did. But that's because of Eddie Redmayne. No, I feel like we need to have a whole other conversation about this, though, because I just like, fuck. But we not have, now. We, we have had this conversation <laughs> many oh, yeah. a time. We're not going to do it again. In the words We're of Star Wars, that's a story for another day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of No, which, no, 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 no. Come on. No, 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 no. Was that? Oh, like, spoilers. Fuck. No, we're not. No, no, no. Well, no, but it's. I was just going to talk about the moment where that line happens. Uh, we're before. not there yet. Look, the trailer similar is similar to that line. It's the trailer like, is. There's yes. there's a briefcase that like someone has at the Ministry of Magic. A girl with a really thick accent that you can't really understand. Boring. When she walks in, and and guess like, what? what? It's, a, it's a Harry Potter <laughs> movie, and people use magic. Oh my god! No, it no, no. looks boring. Oh, no, no. Okay, they open it with Lumos Maxima, which is like the opening sequence for Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. Which, okay, that's not even a thing. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that magic at yeah. home without getting in trouble from the Ministry of Magic. I and, thought if you were over age, you could. But he's not in that one. He's thirteen, so it's kind of in like, what. 
Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, I thought. No, no, no. no. It's kind of like mirror- about Fantastic Beasts. You know, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of like mirroring the Prisoner of Azkaban. Gotcha. Uh, that's like, that's yeah. how the movie starts out. It starts out with Lumos Maxima. That's literally exactly word for word how well, it starts out. Well, that's the way that movie starts too, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't really understand why they're trying to mirror that movie, especially it's because, because it's the best movie out of all the, all the movies. Oh, Prisoner of Azkaban, really? Oh, damn. <laughs> This is a whole other discussion for a whole other day. Yeah, it's totally fine. But just the whole way that it starts, it's like literally starting word for word how another Harry Potter movie starts. And it's it's not another Harry Potter movie. It's a prequel that has nothing to do with any of the Harry Potter movies that we've seen so far. So I think they should be doing their own thing and not copying what we've already seen. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's what I, it felt like a giant, like, Harry, like, Harry Potter, yay, Harry Potter's back, but it's not Harry Potter. So are we not excited or excited for it? I'm not excited. Not excited. I am really excited for the movie, but I think that the trailer sucked. Thank you. So the trailer sucked. The movie's it did not. It did not show enough for me to be interested in it. I like to think I'm, I'm a pretty damn big Harry Potter fan, and, like, that trailer does nothing for me. Yeah. True debt. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'll be excited for anything Harry Potter related ever, but being as big of a Harry Potter fan as I am, that trailer did absolutely nothing for me. Yeah. It was only like, it was less than two minutes and it didn't really show anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Like a yeah. And a I think they kind of fucked up. Yeah. There was a suitcase. One girl had it. Up. Then Eddie Redmayne had it. Then he opened it and he was like, oh man, there's things in it. The end. It made sounds. <laughs> stuff and things. Lumos there were Maxima. animal stuff. Lumos Maxima. <laughs> Pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, there was another trailer, was there not, Taylor? Yes, yes, there was. What movie was that for? That was for the highly anticipated summer sequel, Star Trek Beyond. Oh, I was going to say The Room Beyond. 2. Beyond, Beyond. It, it was, was in The Room 2? Fast and Furious 7. The Fast and Furious 7 we should have had. Is that just uh, Justin Lin is directing yeah. it? Yeah, I thought so. Justin Lin is not a horrible director. No, he's a great All director, the, actually. Look. I all think he's of, got a, all got of the fast movies that he's directed, I've enjoyed. Except for four. Which one's four? Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious is a terrible movie. Fast Five Beyond is 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 good stuff. Yes, that's the one. That, uh, uh, fast and Furious is the fourth. Uh, is the fourth? Is the fourth movie? Well, we're not to Star Wars yet, series. bro. No, look there. <laughs> I could never remember which ones like were directed by who and 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 what order each story went in. It kind of like starts to blur together once you know you got like well, seven or eight Justin, movies out there Justin, now. Basically, Justin Lin directed everything after from three to six, so he directed four of the seven. So he did do Tokyo Drift. Yes. That's what, yeah. and Tokyo that's Drift is Tokyo probably Drift. one of my not favorite. A bad movie. I know. Yeah, I fucking. Not a bad movie. It's good. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tokyo Drift is one of my favorites. All right, <laughs> we're Somewhere talking about Star Trek. Trek. We're not talking Regardless. about fucking Tokyo Drift. Star Trek Beyond. I'm trailer. saying it was directed by Justin Lin, who did fucking Tokyo Drift. Yes, <laughs> that's Star the point Trek I was trying Beyond to get trailer. at. Joel, what did you think? I'm gonna say that. Um, look, like every Star Trek movie we've had, they just kind of want to reel you in with like. Oh man, action is happening. Here's this. Here's big set pieces. Aliens, uh, starships, 
new Idris planets. Elba aliens. Idr- oh man, fucking Luther aliens. Dude, mm-hmm. I'll I'll watch Luther. Aliens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Watch the shit out of Luther, dude. Here's the thing: is what I actually really enjoyed about it is that like, uh, and like this is such a minor thing, but like, fucking Doctor Beastie Boys. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, well, besides uh, that, besides that. First of all, I am an enormous Beastie Boys fan. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm gonna go on a tangent real quick before I go to what I was going to say. Uh, I know J.J. Abrams is not the director of this movie, but J.J. Abrams, J.J. Abrams is a huge Beastie Boys fan. And uh, you can hear a Beastie Boys song in the beginning of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And then you can hear a Beastie Boys song in this trailer. And in uh, The Force Awakens, I was going to bring this up when we talked about it, but there is a, uh, a fighter pilot uh, in the Rebellion when they go to attack the Starkiller base. His name is Elo Asti. Oh, my God. And what it is is it's he just cut off the first letter of each. It's Hello Nasty, which is a Beastie Boys album. So he, hello, nasty, hello, asty. Hmm. It is a Beastie Boys reference. So he's got a Beastie Boys reference in uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. And Star Wars. And in Star Wars. And then there's a, and, and there's a Beastie Boys song in the trailer. So yes, I do love the Beastie Boys, but that's not what I was going to say. <laughs> and I actually forgot exactly what, no. So what I was going to say was that Dr. Bones is actually in the field in this movie. Like There's like a shot where... Him and Spock are back to back. At least I'm not gonna die alone. Exactly. At yeah. least I'm not gonna die alone. <laughs> they're like, and this is the first time you see Bones like in serious danger. Like he's out there. Yeah. They're like, oh man, like we're fighting. Somehow I'm on the field. At least I'm not gonna die alone. And then what happens? Spock he disappears. <laughs> yeah, Spock gets beamed up, and he's just like, oh shit, I'm uh, gone. Typical. As we said, typical uh, fucking typical. Spock. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That was like, it's not a big part of the trailer, but to be honest, that, that was, was like, part. that was my favorite part of the trailer, yeah. Yeah. You do see a lot of Simon Pegg in the trailer, too. Well, he's the writer. So he's just got to... Dude, I did not know that. He wrote yeah. this one? He wrote this That's one. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I love Simon Pegg. Yeah. I mean, he had a lot to do with the other ones, too. He did, but he wasn't this, like, creatively involved in this one. No, so I'm curious to see how, how it turns out. It's meant to be more traditional, like, Star Trek five-year mission, you know. Really? them sort of exploring new areas, you know, that kind of stuff. So Cool. Sh- would you say they go beyond? Oh, my I God. I would say that they definitely go beyond. <laughs> I felt like they, the trailer... They, they go beyond anything that's They definitely before. go beyond. It showed a little bit more, like, traditional-looking Star Trek, like, uh, aliens and things than, like, yeah. cool makeup and faces than they have done in the past movies, which has been, like, really limited. They've done, like, a little bit of, like, a few races here and there, or, like... You know, he like you know, Khan looked very you know, he looks yeah. like a human. Like Yeah, totally. I thought it looked cool. Like when you think when I think of Star Trek, uh, watching the old T V shows at least was a lot of like really cool makeup and weird looking aliens. Like mm-hmm. for them to do like Klingon makeup like that in the whatever, like sixties. Yeah. Pat, you know what I really love yeah, from Star it's, Trek? It's odd shit. The Tim Russ band. Oh my god, Tim Russ all That's the not way. the original Star Trek, that's Star Trek the Next Generation. I, I know, didn't say original. But Tim Russ, man. The Tim Russ band. The Tim Russ and band. And the Tim Russ band. I still have pictures of, on my phone of the Tim Russ band playing at my school's like we went senior to a thesis college screening. In the valley where Tim Russ uh was he an alumni or did he just No, nah, he's just Nate friends Thomas. with the head of the department. Okay. So he just knew the head of our department and he would play his band would play at like every event our our fucking department at the college ever had. But regardless, the Star Trek Beyond trailer was good, bad. What are your thoughts? Entertaining. I'm sorry, what? Entertaining. Yeah, it was good. I'll watch it. 
I don't know. I'll if check I'll, it out. I've yeah. never, ever, ever seen anything of Star Trek like in my life. Not an episode, movie, blah, blah, blah. You well, should you watch Star Trek. Never seen any of the movies. No episodes. No nothing. Dude, but watching the trailer, it is entertaining and it makes me want to watch it. All right. You need to watch uh, Star Trek because like the first one that J.J. Abrams did, like I was crying within like five minutes of that I movie. It's so, so good. Oh, my family did both. Like, we did not offense. discriminate. It was like, a, like an offense to Star Wars to watch Star Trek. So I've never, uh, like, I've never seen anything. And no, but you should watch the movie just because it's a good movie yeah, and it'll yeah. make you fucking cry. I mean, um, so, look, look, the movies, the first one was good. The second one was I eat, I guess. Um, the Beyond trailer, yes or no? No. I mean, eh. Indifferent. I've never seen it, and I'm saying yes. <laughs> no, but no, but that's fine. I actually yeah. think that that's a great opinion. Like, you've, ne- you've never seen it. Did it look cool? It did, and it made me laugh in the part where Spock gets beamed up, and he's like, oh, God, that's just typical. <laughs> like, it made me laugh, and I really wanted to watch the movie. Yeah, I'm, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm also going to say yes. I thought it looked uh, better than Into Darkness. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, let's put it this way. There's, there's been tumultuous... T- uh, there's been a tumultuous response to this movie. There's people that have been like like us that have been like, oh, that looks really fun. You know, that, that looks like a really fun movie. And then there's people that are like, that's not Star Trek at all. You know, Here's the thing is none of the movies and, that have been and, released and, have been and, Star Trek. Exactly. And, 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 and I, I feel like Star Trek is, is, is something that's due to be, um, much like the review, continually updated. Um, but also not, you know, that's not to say that it should be completely Star Wars because this trailer felt very much like Star Wars, not like Star Trek. That's not a bad thing. How so? But as the same as some Just parts in the cutting, of Star Wars it's felt not, like Star it's, Trek. It's not. It, it's Star Wars. Star Wars is rock and roll. Star Trek is the science nerd sitting in in the lab doing the tests. You know what I mean? Star Trek is something that's that's more philosophically based as. Whereas Star Star Wars is something that is, um, again, a little more something that's rock and roll. I don't know. I can't agree with that because like Star Wars started as like an opera, like a space. It's a space opera, opera but, but it's that's bombastic not rock and roll at all. Regardless, there's 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 bombast there. With with Star Trek, there's 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 like a, a like a humble um, sort of earnestness there with Star Trek. You know, it's about boldness and exploration, and Star Star Wars is about. Wars. Lights and bombast and wars, you know? <laughs> I can't. Like it's, yeah, it's I, I can't argue that. Separate types of mentalities. All right, nerds, what you just heard in the most unorthodox style of podcasting of all time was something we recorded a couple days ago. Taylor and I are now here by ourselves, alone. Mm-hmm. Are you sad about it? I'm a little sad. Well, yeah, me too. Okay, then. We'll anyway, how can we be sad when we're going to talk about Star Wars? Bum, 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 bum. bum. Come on, now you can't not help but get excited. There's, there's that, that like that like one percent of people on the internet who are like, 
the people that like are what's a star like, war that sound of music meme like here's me not giving a fuck about star wars fuck you know people, and it's man. like fuck it's, those people it's, <laughs> and then i've seen the people the 99 other percent of people that post that same meme with like at ats and like she's holding a lightsaber and it's like here's, here's me, me not, not giving, giving a fuck, a fuck about, about you people. not giving yeah a fuck. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, just it's so too good man so it's like you know um, there's obviously a level of excitement here that, um, you know, I don't think will be matched in a long time. God, no. I remember where I was when I found out that Lucasfilm was purchased by Disney. My friend Blaine, shout out to my BFF for life, Blaine. Um, he just sent me like a text message and it was like a link to an article that was like, Disney buys Lucasfilm, plans new Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And I was like in public and I was like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure I scared a it was, fuck ton of people. It was like it was like first Marvel, now this. <laughs> yeah, right. Jesus Lord Almighty. Yep. Um, and yeah, no, like I, you know me, I I get excited about things, but I always try to contain my excitement for movies, mm-hmm. um, because things like Age of Ultron, like you kind of get let down by them. Oh yeah, totally. Um, totally. I don't think there was any physical possible way to contain my excitement for this movie, though. I tried. It's, I, it's there's really just hard. no way. It's really hard. And that's even like even someone like myself who the listeners know was very sort of like trying to temper my expectations yeah, as yeah. much for this movie. Like sitting down in that theater, it was hard not to get excited and anticipate what was coming, you know? I mean, I almost had a fucking panic attack, bro. Like just be yeah. like, oh, my God, it's Star Wars Day. What do I – how do I, I – how? It's almost, it's almost surreal in a certain kind of way, you know? Oh, 100%, man. You see yeah. that fucking scrolling text. Mm-hmm. On the big screen, oh looking good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was good. Unfortunately dude. for me, it was in 3D. My, hey, I've seen it twice now. So yeah. my first time was also in 3D. My second time – actually, I kind of want to talk about real quick about how easy it was for me to get tickets Friday night. Like, I saw it – I had to buy my tickets for Thursday night at midnight. Well, I saw it, like, at 11.15. But, like, the opening showing on the Thursday night, I had to get my tickets, like, months ago. And then, like, I just decided – I was like, oh, I just want to see it again. And so, like – Missy and I just went on the internet Friday morning and like got tickets at the AMC at City Walk. Yeah. The day of for the same mm-hmm. night. I was like, it's fucking opening that as Star Wars. How am I how how am I buying tickets right now? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean I went to see uh to see it opening uh the, the Thursday night screening at like ten thirty or whatever and um, I went to see it at City Walk as well, and it was, I mean, our theater was packed because it was the IMAX screening, but yeah. it was surprisingly dead there, you know? Like, there wasn't huge lines coming out the doors so and, like, people weird. waiting. But that's also probably because, I mean, by California standards, at least it was fucking cold. So, <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. How was the crowd? Because that's something that I, before we jump into what we, like, thought about the movie, I just yeah, yeah, want to yeah. talk about, like, like, the experience and, like, the people and whatnot. Like, so, like, my opening night crowd was that kind of crowd that, like, fucking cheered for everything. They're like, oh, my God, it's sand. It reminds me of Tatooine. Let's clap, right? Yeah. Like, they were just excited about every fucking thing <laughs> that was fucking sand. Star Wars. Like, <laughs> yeah, they just, like, yeah. they loved everything. Like, oh, that guy kind of looks like someone from Star Wars. Like, let's clap. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God, Han Solo, let's all lose our shit. Oh, my God, Leia, mm-hmm. let's lose our shit. Chewie, lose our shit. Right? Like, mm-hmm. they lost their shit over everything. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the second time I saw it, and again, like, Yes, you're a more of a hardcore fan if you go see it on like Thursday, right? Because it's like you want to see it as soon as possible. Also, but a Friday night opening show, like the crowd yeah. should be fucking pumped, right? Yeah. The That's second time I saw it, maybe a couple people cheered when like Han Solo came on or like hey, yeah. we're home, but like I mean, nobody fucking did anything. I mean, you have to remember also that like people like us, the hardcore fans, are going to be the ones that see it opening night. And yes, there may be a couple of those people like the next couple nights, but there's also you know, 80, 
90% of the population who aren't hardcore Star Wars fans. You know, they're like, oh, another Star Wars, cool. I'm going to go check that out tonight, you know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, true. obviously, there's a, there's a certain hype around it, but there's, there's probably a lot of people that didn't even really get excited as we did, you know? Uh, we're we're a small well, part those of the population, but with <laughs> but with that said, like my screening, you know, it was uh, it was an IMAX screening, and it was um, you know overall, I was pretty disappointed with the IMAX experience. As sort of a side note, I would really? recommend people, listeners, to not see it in IMAX 3D, only because the glasses were very restrictive, ah. and it felt like it gave me tunnel vision. So I was literally having to move my head to the left and right. And normally, you have to do that a little bit in IMAX screenings, you know, even when it's non 3D and stuff like that, but. This time it was egregious, you know. There would be a two shot with one character on one side of the frame and another character on the other side, and I would literally have to look back and forth to each character to see what they were saying. That's and what fucking they were doing. annoying. It was fucking really annoying. So, with all that said, I would say I would ar- argue to see it, um, see it in two D. You know what I mean? Three D is not really worth it. I mean, see, see every movie ever in two D. Exactly. I mean, there's sucks. gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be like, should I see it in three D? It's not worth it. Um, the IMAX experience was also not worth it in the sense that there's one scene and it. it was cool, but it was also. Would you go see it in, in IMAX 2D? Yeah, I, I, I would. I would. Um, I probably. I don't know if it, only because I know a lot of the IMAXs are around yeah. and it's not true IMAX. I mean, the, the IMAX screen I went to at least was a true IMAX, so it actually yeah. fills the screen in the proper way. Well, the only 2D IMAX theater that you can see this movie in is in San Jose. Well, for California, at least. Yeah, so yeah. Like, clearly that's not going to happen. But like, if yeah. you had the chance to see it I probably, in IMAX... I probably wouldn't, only no. because the price is just so fucking much. And I, I haven't seen it in 2D. I want to see it in 2D. But regardless of all that fucking tangent... Um, <laughs> You know, my crowd was was a, a little bit uh, mixed between your your first two crowds. My my okay. crowd was excited, and granted, I wasn't the one that was sitting there like crying and going, "Oh my God, Han!" You know, like I was when 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 Han came on screen for the first time. It was more of a, a moment of silence for me than anything, you know. Yeah. And I feel like part of my theater was like that. Like when this girl came up, we all cheered and clapped, you know. But at a certain point, like you sort of just get sucked into the movie. Um, and sucked into the, seeing these characters again and the emotions that they're they're going through, you know, and sort of um, also that idea of trying to figure out, like, with Han in particular, where he's been and where he is at this certain point that we meet him again, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was it, it was a good crowd, I would say. It was a good crowd. It wasn't um, as crazy as your first crowd, I would say. I mean, dude, my first crowd was just losing their shit over everything. Like, yeah. um, we're not going to jump into spoilers yet, but, like, every little cute thing BB-8 did, everyone mm-hmm. lost their shit. Yeah. Anytime anything happened with anybody, everyone lost their shit. Yeah. And then, like, I'm gonna be honest, like when Admiral Ackbar came on the screen, like, and that's kind of a spoiler, I guess. But like, yeah, well, he's Whatever. come on, he's a part it's of the not a rebellion. Plot. It's yeah. not a plot spoiler. Um, when like Admiral Ackbar came on the screen, I think I was like the only person in the audience to lose my shit. Like I was like, yeah, Fuck well, it, when Ackbar. when 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 that <laughs> happened, I wasn't one of those people that lost my shit like you. But there was a, a similar response where there was like a couple people where there was just like, oh my god. And then I was sitting there, I was like, okay, what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? I was kind of, I was kind of. How does the planet contain that much power? I was. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only other Akbar line we have now. No, that and um, we don't have enough firepower to destroy their sheep. Oh, there, so you, go, the there you go. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few of them. Yeah, no, I. It was. It was more of a sense of anticipation than anything. But with that said, um, you know, I think I like this movie a lot. There's a lot of good stuff that it has going for it. Um, there's a lot of things that Abrams does right. And to be honest, I don't know if there's anybody other, like. If there was a better choice than J.J. Abrams for this. I mean, we say that just because, like, we saw the movie and we enjoyed it. Totally, totally. But I, but w- thinking about it, and especially if you um, if you read my review on uh, AgentsTheNerd.com. Plug. Um, 
you know, there's sort of this sense of, uh, I don't really know what kind of movie this would be without the involvement of J.J. Abrams, you know? It would be completely different. It lo- Kasdan wouldn't have been uh, involved. They oh, most likely sure. wouldn't have had such a uh, special attention to, in particular, uh, the casting, which I think J.J. Abrams does a really good job of in this yep. movie, and he has done in the past. Yep. Um, the attention, of course, to the practical effects... And also this, that was the, huge in this, this movie for sure. Yeah, definitely, and it it creates this certain tactile reality, like stuff like shooting on film. You know, it really creates this sense of being transported into a world that you love and seems so familiar. You know, and I think that's what he does so well about this movie. Yeah, and or even with a smaller movie, note, like he has experience on with doing that already with like the Star yeah. Trek movie. Yeah. And there are people who are like, oh, you can't fucking do Star Trek and Star Wars. And yeah. it's like the same people that are like, oh, you can't be Captain America and the Human Torch. Like, ah, yeah. go fuck yourself. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. And it's like, he's already had experience and like a good experience with like rebooting like a beloved series mm-hmm. and making it like breathing that new life into it. Yeah, right? like, totally. So like he, totally. yeah, no, I agree that I think he, he was a very good choice for it. To say that there's no one else that could do it, though, I don't know. No, Maybe. no, no, totally. Maybe. That's not to say there's anybody else that can do it, but I'm saying that to, to do – okay, let's put it this way. I think um, more than anything, this movie lays the groundwork in the right way. Oh, like yeah. Star Wars – my biggest issue with Star Wars, and this is not a spoiler, is that it relies – I mean, there's a really, really heavy dose of nostalgia in this movie, there and is. that's certainly needed. Um, but at the same time, you know – the way this movie was structured to, cr- to to basically start a new trilogy and to start this new universe of spinoff movies yeah. and all this stuff, you needed to sort of at certain points sacrifice the story, and yeah. I think I think that happens. You know what Here's I mean? I think the biggest downfall is that Abrams is like almost his own worst enemy in a certain way. You know? Yeah, what I mean? and I have read your review on ageofthenerd.com. dot yeah. um, and like here's the thing: like when you <sighs> nostalgia for me is. There's there's two there's two categories okay like when I see like uh like if I see like a Die Hard movie and yeah. they like the last Die Hard movie wasn't thirty years ago the last Die Hard movie right like between Die Hard movies they just keep releasing them if you're trying shittier, yeah. if you're trying to rely on Die Hard nostalgia when you're still releasing Die Hard movies that's when I'm fucking mad about it like yeah. dude you guys you're still fucking making money off of this shit you're yeah. still making movies every year they all fucking suck dick. Yeah. Like, you don't need to keep referencing that you're a diehard movie. Like, that's when I get mad about it. Yeah. The fact that – and you're right there, and we'll get into it. But, like, yeah, there's a lot of Star Wars nostalgia in this movie. Mm-hmm. But the fact that, like, it's because there hasn't been a Star Wars movie for so fucking long. No, totally. I'm actually okay with it. Yeah, no, and I'm if not – If this I'm... movie was released, like, five years after the prequels, I would probably be pretty mad about it. Totally. But totally. I'm and I'm not forward to it. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because I think there's a certain let's put it this way. I think the nostalgia is justified. I think at certain points he goes a little too overboard with it. I could That's agree with that. It's not necessarily too. a bad thing, you no, know no, what I mean? I, but it, but at the end of the day yeah. it 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 helps you or it prevents you from from telling a complete uh, complete story, you know what I mean? True. Um so with all that said, let's jump into spoilers because we've talked way too damn long. Well, let's talk into what we thought about the movie before like Okay. Um, before we get into like spoilers, uh, like kind of ra- like rating, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. You go first. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, um, you know what my rating is. <laughs> I know what your rating is, and it's actually pretty good. Um, <laughs> here's the thing: is I, and again, there's no way I wasn't stoked for this movie, and it, the same thing happened with Age of Ultron. And my rating for Age of Ultron, even though it's a Joss Whedon movie, would be surprisingly low. Yeah. Um, I won't say yeah. it, but it's surprisingly low. Well, it's one of those movies that the more you think about it, it starts to the more it's really bad. Dip, yeah. You know, um, I even after having so much hype for Star Wars, 
and maybe being a little too excited for it, I came out of it fucking in love. Yeah. I loved every every single fucking second of that movie. I was on the edge of my seat, like, tripping balls. Yeah. Like, not on real drugs, just, you know, like, on Star Wars drugs. And you're, like, high, you're high on life, Joel. I'm, I'm, I'm high on the Star Wars, the store worms. You, you, took, the wor- you took the worms from the store I and you got the high worms, up then. Dude, yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. is like, if I had to give it a one out of five, no fractionals, mm-hmm. I would give it a five out of five. Yeah. Because I wouldn't give it a four out of five because I just loved it too, like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. much. If you were like, okay, you can give like a decimal point yeah. and into it, I would give it maybe like a like a 4.8, a 4.7. Okay. So right? let's put it this way. On a scale of 10, you would probably give it like a 9.5 out of 10. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So like in between. Nine yeah, yeah, exactly. And see, mine was mine was kind of the same way. I was teetering. I think it's like on a on an out of 10 scale because uh, on an age of nerd, we do a, a out of 5. But my personal way I like to rate is out of 10. So um, I didn't even know we did it out of 5. I just Yeah, it. no, it actually <laughs> is. It's 5 stars, but we can give half stars on the site, which is nice. But right, cool. regardless, um, it, it was for me, it was between like – an eight, uh, an eight, and an eight point five out of ten. You okay. know what I mean. So it's it sort of totes that line. But I couldn't personally. I couldn't find myself justifying it. Or sorry, not eight or eight point five out of ten. Uh, eight point five or nine out of ten. I'm sorry. Okay. So I couldn't find a reason Dude, to justify half, it. That half makes a big difference. It does. It does. <laughs> but like I couldn't. You know, I felt like it was. Yeah. So I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, no. I, th- I mean, you know, it's a it's it's a good return to form, and I think um, one of the biggest things this movie does right uh, before we jump into like the hardcore spoiler stuff is um, that it reminds you why you love Star Wars. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Like in a good way. In a good way. Like uh, I feel like the only bad way would be to remind me of the prequels. Well that's what I'm saying. I feel like (laughs) with the prequels that reminded us why we love Star Wars but not in a good way. You know what I mean? In this way it reminds you of like why you love Star Wars but it's it's uh, it's a loving sort of uh, gentle um, approach to things, you know, it's very, it's, it very walks, walks the thin line of, 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 of a lot of shit going on. You know, there's like 20 things on the tightrope and the yeah. tightrope is about to break, but it just barely like, you know, manages to stay together. Hell yeah. So yeah. Spoilers. 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 Yeah, spoilers. Let's get into it. This is your warning to if you have not seen the movie yet, A, you're dumb because it's been a while and B, just stop listening. Okay, so um, the first thing I would like to talk about, and um, I think this is something the movie does really well as far as setting stuff up for the next movie. Personally, I didn't really like it too much, but what did you think about the the whole um, search for Luke Skywalker? Because that's kind of like really what the story is about. Oh, you know, absolutely. That's like sort of the core of the plot. Um, you know, there's a lot of other things going on, of course, but... Uh, what it, how, did you feel like? I guess generally, did you feel like the original trilogy characters got their due? I think that the best thing they could have done is not to rely on the original trilogy characters as a crutch. Yeah, and I think they did that, and I am okay with it because if it was like again, but that, but that brings You're up nostalgia. You're saying they, they again. didn't rely on them as a crutch, or they did? They didn't. And okay, I think that's yeah, okay. yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, because like if they like again, like if we're if we're talking shit on like nostalgia, like mm-hmm. again, like being too much nostalgia, having too much of that, oh, yeah. would be a bad thing. Definitely. And I know that Pat, and like it sucks that he's not here for this part, but like I know, like a big reason he didn't like the movie is he said it was too much Han Solo. And like, yeah, Han was in the movie a lot, but 
And the, well, okay, this is like spoilers, but we're in the spoiler section. Han dies. Like, I understand yeah. why there's so much of him because Han dies. Yeah. But they didn't rely on the original trilogy characters. Like, it wasn't like every scene. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, no. Luke, and and originally, originally, uh, uh, from what I heard actually very recently, they've been talking a lot about the movie. Finally, JJ and you know the creative crew and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, and they said originally Han Solo wasn't supposed to die. And really, that's if funny, that if rumor if that w- if that would have happened, I felt like that would have just like that wouldn't have if. And J.J. Abrams was completely right in saying this. The reason why Han Solo is so present in the movie is because he dies at the end. Like you yeah, need yeah. to you need to have that time with him you as a character him for, years, of for it to pay off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course. And if he wouldn't have died in the end, at the end of the movie, it would have just felt like fan service. Like, there's no reason for Han to be in the movie. Is basically what JJ said. And oh, of course, and I think in that respect, it's I would have more of a problem with it than I do now because yeah. I think he's absolutely integral to the story. Although I feel like there's at times uh, a little bit um, of convenience on the part of the well, story yeah. and like. You know when Han finds the Falcon and all that stuff. No, he said he's been looking for it. For well, a he's while, been looking so. for it, but the fact that they that they just that they just happen to be outside the planet when the Falcon just happened to be commandeered and taken out into space yeah. for the first time in twenty years, it was convenient. But that yeah. doesn't mean that that also. I mean, the Star Wars universe has has been that way for a long time. You know? Of course, of course, it's 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 a fucking soap. It's not a soap opera, but what do you call it? Those a space um, opera. The serial serial <laughs> yeah. or whatever you call it. But to go back to your original question, I think that like the Luke thing is fine because. Uh, you know what? It can't be too happy go lucky. They couldn't open the movie with Luke having like a thriving Jedi temple. Yeah, and no. Him being all perfect and like, I really enjoy the fact that like, because I think we're gonna get to see some backstory about it in the next episode. But I like the idea that he went to try to do what he set out to do, which is build a new Jedi temple and train new Jedi. Yeah, and shit yeah. got fucked up. Yeah. So. I think totally. it's good to send new people on a mission, especially when, like, imagine if you had heard, because uh, uh, this gets so much into so much extended universe shit, just like which apparently, which apparently they're sort of dis- discarding for this movie, right? Mm. That's what I've heard. I'm, I'm not quite sure if that's the truth, though. Half and half. Okay, so they're keeping picking half and, and half. choosing. Yeah, half and half. Okay, because like Han and Leia do have kids, and one of them does turn to the dark side, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, twins. Yeah. They have they have twins, and so like. It's a huge thing. Who says they? Who says that they didn't? Ooh, because I think Ray's Luke's kid. I think so too. <laughs> they heavily hint at that, but we'll talk yeah. about that. Later. Uh, fuck was I saying? No. Okay. So imagine that you like. So the Star Wars universe, like it's galaxies and galaxies and galaxies. It's not like one galaxy with a couple planets, right? Mm-hmm. It's huge. So imagine that you've heard of these stories. And that's and they kind of touch on that in the movie where like Ray and Finn are like, "What? You're Hans? Like you're they're almost the like Solo? like urban legends kind yeah, of." Yeah, you hear of these kind of things, yeah. right? So I I actually think it's kind of cool that like they meet like one part of this large story that they've heard. I think it would be even more convenient if they just were thrust into like meeting the whole OG crew. Oh yeah, right? totally. Of so course. it's cool that they are like, "Oh man." Han's real. What and about he's, like he's the, the one that like on Earth, Luke Skywalker, and they're like, well, we don't really know where he's at right now. Like it's cool. Well, that they have to go on a quest. I mean, I think I think Han is the coolest motherfucker on Earth, and yeah. and Luke is the baddest motherfucker on Earth. All right, I'll, okay. You I'll, know what I mean? I'll give you that. I'll give um, you that. But uh, but well, I mean, in the baddest motherfucker in the universe, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that's good. I guess my biggest problem is that it doesn't really feel like they pay off what the what the core of that movie is and that's the search for Luke like she finds him 
But it doesn't really the way the movie ends. It doesn't feel like there's any like emotional weight to that last moment. You know? Oh, I don't know. I think the way he looks at her. Totally, totally. And well, I think that's is it's, he looking at her? Or is he looking at the lightsaber? Well, that's it's yeah, exactly. Ooh. It's it's a well it's a well ex- acted moment for what's there in the movie. But I feel like there should have been a little bit more closure to that. Just for at sure. least the beginning. Like if she would have, and not to say that they should do something super expositional, but. Just something there with Luke where we, we, we maybe have a scene with him or he has like one small line of dialogue at the yeah. end, you know, just a little something. Oh, I'm sure it they probably did and they, they I, it felt like it they did because the literally the final shot of this movie feels weirdly, weirdly out of place. I don't know if you the remember it. Shot. It cuts yeah, the helicopter shot was I was went and I was I I saw that shot and I was like, Wait, seriously, you're gonna cut from a close up to Luke of some fucking Michael Bay esque helicopter on a three hundred millimeter <laughs> lens? That tells me absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like it would have been so much more poignant for me to just end on that shot of Luke. Yeah, you oh, know, like that feels like the simple answer. Yeah. But again, a small and we'll get to this more later. But a small nitpicky thing more than any. I just wish yeah. there would have been a little more to to close that out. And I know that yeah. they're going to continue. Like the idea is to continue that shit on through yeah, episode yeah. eight and nine. But how do you um, how yeah. do you feel about the cuteness of uh, BB-8? I fucking love BB-8, dude. Right? BB-8 is like. And I, I I don't know if this is sacrilege to say, but I I think whoa, I like BB-8 whoa. a little bit more than R2, man. Damn. I know, like he's it's so. No, it's, I do too. It's I mean <laughs> R2 is really hard not to like, and I think part of the reason why we like R2 so much is because he has a rapport with C-3PO. I think BB-8, like the instant you see that character, like you can't not lo- love it. You know, like it's I think just, what they did with BB-8 is what they tried to do with R2D2 in the prequels because, like, yeah. here's the thing. With R2-D2 in the in the original trilogy, he's limited on those, like, wheels that he has. He can't mm-hmm. do a whole lot. Yeah. And then in the prequels, they tried to be like, oh, he has jetpacks, and he can fucking fly. And CG, and yeah. Yeah, they were trying to make him cooler. Yeah. And, like, just let him be, like, a shitty droid. Like, there's no mm-hmm. problem. Like, we love him anyway. There's no problem with us, like, him just being a trash can. Like, we, yeah. s- we still love him. Like, he doesn't have to be agile and cool. No, yeah, And that's no. what they do with BB-8 in this movie is they make him be what, like, they wanted – R2 to be in the prequels. Like, he's agile. He's, he's got those hooks. Yeah. He, like, when, when he's rolling around. The yeah, that's thing, awesome. I really love that. Because you got to think about that. Like, how would this care, like, get, character, like, get up a flight of stairs, you know? Yeah. Like, and that's the little fucking touches like that to the universe that, that, really, that really fucking, like, just adds so much dimensionality to things. How about you know? that thumbs up? Oh, that thumbs the up. The fucking fire thumbs up, dude. Mm-hmm. One, I think, like... As far as like minor moments go, one of the best moments of the movie. Like yeah. she was so dope. Yeah. Or when ah, it was the best thumbs up in in Near Fire since Terminator Two Judgment <laughs> Day. <laughs> How did like okay? I I hated Iron Man Three because there was too much comedy in it, right? Mm-hmm. And like I had I had zero problem with the comedy in this movie. Well, you have, was, to, you have to rem- awesome. you have to remember that um, that the original Star Wars was also very much like a comedy. You know, like there's the adventure aspect of it, but there's also a lot of co- comedic relief in the movie because yeah. that's something that people can actually relate to in this this world of like shit that you know that like there's no real world world relation to most of this stuff that we're seeing on screen yeah. so you had to have that comic comedic relief but there, there is a lot more comedy than there was in the original trilogy. definitely definitely i think that you know like we were saying a second ago r2 and c3po were, were that their main function was was to yeah. do that and to be able to get the characters out of tight situations in this in this sense there's a lot more comedic relief uh, comedic banter with the characters you know and i really like that From a lot Finn and for Finn, Finn and Han and, and Han even and Poe in the very beginning of the movie when he gets mm-hmm. knelt down 
uh, in front of Kylo, and he's like, "So you talked first? Do I talk first? Yeah, totally. I, I don't really know how to do this. Like, yeah, that and was the interrogation, hilarious. and that's that's actually super ballsy. It's like the first five minutes of a Star Wars movie that we haven't seen in years. Yeah, and they drop a joke. Like, yep, and totally. It, and it landed. And well, it, no, totally. And I good. think that it sets the tone. You know, it eh. sets it's, it establishes the tone well um, right off the bat. So it's good. So uh, my big question for you is what you thought of um, the new characters. Loved all of them. All of them. Just the every end. single one. Just the end. You even love General Hux. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. Really? Yeah. I thought Dom Hall Gleason was, was Dom very... Dom did a great job. He dude. was very well cast in that role, even though it was a tiny little nothing role as far <laughs> as the writing's concerned. I'm going to be honest. I was a little drunk when I went and saw this movie, and like the first time you see Snoke, I was like, how the fuck is he so big? I don't... Because it's a fucking hologram. <laughs> and then, well, they don't show that, and then at the end, he's a hologram, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that makes a fucking lot more sense. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand how he's so big. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think the character's actually that big. No, don't, no, not at all. But at first, I was like, I don't fucking get it. And then I was like, oh, he's a hologram. That makes a lot more sense. They're just projecting Snoke him. Snoke is actually Galactus in disguise. Yeah, fucking apparently. Um, I don't know. I really loved, uh, look, John Boyega with an American accent. Kind of weird, but I loved it. He's funny in the movie. He's good. <laughs> kind of weird. You wish you would have said bruv in an American accent. I really accent. wanted him to say bruv. In you an American accent. me. No, he did a great job, and like he's even, like he's got comedy moments in Attack the Block, right? But like he's just straight up funny in this movie. Like, yeah, he's a really good job. Uh, Ray, fucking Daisy Ridley, just fucking Babe Ruth. Yeah, she's she's dude. a total she's a total Grand slam. she's a total find Grand for sure. She's slam. gonna be. I mean, I don't know. There's been a really tumultuous history with with people who've got gotten famous off of Star Wars. The only person that's had a real career Harrison Ford. would be Harrison Ford. <laughs> and uh, one could argue Mark Hamill because he's had a very good career um, in, voiceover. in voiceover work. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's made a career for, a name for himself other than Star Wars. But beyond that, you know, there's not been too many actors. It's true. For instance, I mean, maybe in the prequels you have people like Sam Jackson. But they were already established, you know, <laughs> um, and Ewan McGregor and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be curious to see if she has any success outside of Star Wars. You know she what I mean? She will, but it – she can't for years. For a long so, time. Yeah. Like she's she, going to be making these movies for the next yeah, 10 years. Exactly. So, yeah, um, um, so exactly. Yeah, like, she was good. Oscar Isaacs, man. Yeah, Oscar Isaac was, funny, was great. Funny, dude. Funny. Yeah. And and he, I feel like uh, Oscar Isaac knows exactly what kind of character he's he, – like knows exactly the certain type of tone to strike. You know what I mean? He's He very much reminds me of Han in the first yeah. movie. You know what I mean? What I like about him the most is that he can really sense who a good person is. Yeah. It is like yeah. a stormtrooper tries to break you out. How do you know it's not a fucking trap, yeah. right? Like, but he he he, I yeah. think he knows that Finn is a genuinely good person and he trusts him totally. And they got like, can, can we just talk about how that's not the biggest fucking bromance of all time? Like, yeah, right. They are so into each other; it's adorable. I know they don't make much of it in the movie either. There's maybe like what they have like two, three scenes together, including the scene where they're like t- there in the room without the big scene yeah. with like everybody in the cast and shit. Besides Luke. But they're, like, all over each other in the fucking TIE fighter, and then they meet mm-hmm. each other when, like, he's like, oh, BB-8 said, like, you saved, like, blah, blah. And they, dude, they're just, like, those sparks are flying, man. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, hold on, let me get the bil- uh, the dildo from BB-8. <laughs> the built-in dildo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, they love each other so much. And I yeah. think, like, it's even great just seeing the X-Men Apocalypse trailer and, like, knowing that Apocalypse is Oscar Isaac's, like, yeah. just what, Oscar he, Isaac is what, amazing, what he can yeah. do. Like, he's, he's a fucking killer, man. Yeah. And then... I even loved Adam Driver, dude. Oh, Adam Driver was amazing, dude. There's a lot of people I know who like were bandwagoning Kylo when they saw the trailer, and then the second like he took the mask off, they're like, "Oh, he's just a little bitch." And I was like, 
but he he fucking killed it. Well, and I think he did a great job. I think that's uh, okay. Let's let's talk about. Um, I think easily the the the, the depthiest character the, of the new ones is is Kylo. Yes, you know, absolutely. By far. Um, let's talk about this character for a second because I think there's a lot of interesting things going on. That that I think this is one of the rare instances of the movie of 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 stuff. Um, that I actually really enjoyed, you know, about sort of new things that they brought. It, it was one of those instances, let's put it this way, it was one of those instances of them uh, very much so trying to do something completely different than what had come before yeah. with the villain, you know? And as much as the movie is is basically a carbon copy, for the most part, um, of A New Hope, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of sim- very similar beats that are major beats yeah. in the story. Uh, regardless of that, you know, I'm really glad that they didn't try to just do another Darth Vader. Because they would have fucking failed. Yeah. You know? My favorite part about him is, like, in the Star Wars universe, you always see people trying to resist, like, the temptation of the dark side, right? Yeah. The dark side is so powerful. Yeah. Come to the dark side. It's so great here. We have pancakes. You can kill people. Like, it's awesome, right? Yeah. And, like, instead, it's him trying to resist the fucking light side. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm trying to be the cool kid, but I can feel the goodness calling to me. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be good. Please let me murder some bitches. Like, yeah, that's totally. like, and that's never been really done before. I think no, it it's hasn't. super cool that he's like, please let me be bad. I don't, like, I can feel the light in me because I know it's the right thing to do, but totally. I, but I yeah. don't want to do it. Definitely. And also, the, in the, I think that it was a really smart move in this, uh, to do that in the sense that, um, you know, he's, as, it's a little, it's a little ambiguous in the movie, but you know exactly how far along his uh, sort of training or yeah. his how how far along his pa- you know the mastery of his powers. But I find it really interesting that they actually decided to go that route as opposed to someone who's already like the Jedi Master, who's yeah. the Sith Lord. You know, like we're actually going to get to see a little uh, development from the character. You know, which I think plays like will probably be a giant. Uh, plot point of episode eight because mm-hmm. like they did, I I mean it was a lot more than a hint that like he was the 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 apprentice yeah at the Jedi Temple for Luke yeah who betrayed him and destroyed all of it mm-hmm. so like and killed I, all the younglings yeah I really want to see how that plays out like I'm really look he's the son of Han and Leia like he's clearly got the Force in him he's supposed to be a good guy his uncle Luke the fucking badass grandmaster of them all it's like yo let's let's fucking train Mm -hmm. and then like something has to go wrong right and i think they touched on it in this movie which is like they sent him away like even if it's for a good reason like for a good school like if you get sent to a boarding school by your parents like yeah you're like oh man my fucking parents abandoned me like that's yeah well and i think something about that and i really i find that juxtaposition of that insecurity with the power that he is 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 that well, that he has some power, you know, but the juxtaposition of that insecurity, um, is is it, with what you know the dark side and all that stuff that he's yeah. trying to do as being a baddie is is really interesting and it's funny looking back at the at the the hilt saber that totally makes sense now, you know, like after yep. seeing that that the movie, looking back on that moment when we first saw that, like it totally makes sense, like why that character. Oh, can we talk about how he actually you like so like everyone was like you're never gonna be able to use Whoa. the fucking hilt well, on no, it. it's and he takes it and, and he stabs him yeah no and that was shoulder. and that was great now ah. I, was, I was almost i was almost so like good. Hmm. <laughs> um 
And but what what's interesting too is visually like that unstable the unstable look of his lightsaber yeah. is something that mirrors his personality and, and I find that great. Hall, you can see like the wires on the outside like and it's, it's not done. It's it's totally it's it's nice too because it, it's sort of like this affectation that he ha- like it's sort of like his I like what a, a lightsaber would be like like in his mind but it's also representative of the way the character thinks, you know yeah. what I mean? So I found that all to be um, to be really uh, really interesting now that I've seen the movie. Yeah. So that's I mean a good that, thing. and it shows that he doesn't really know what he's doing. Like, yeah. he abandoned the Jedi Temple and he has to try to build the lightsaber on his own. Like, yeah. clearly Luke and all of those um, like people at the temple could have like provided him with the, like the resources yeah, like, to do so, mm-hmm. and instead he fucked everything up. And he's like, "Well, shit, I need a lightsaber though," and he has to kind of make yeah. one out of nothing. Totally, and, and totally. You could totally tell in the movie that it's like kind of a shitty lightsaber. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a shoddy as fuck. Yeah, definitely. And I think it like with like kind of on the same vein that you were going with. Like it kind of shows that like he like he made this decision and he kind of has to like I don't know if like live with the consequences, but like yeah. he I don't know he like made a decision to betray a bunch of people, so he he's on his own and like this is what yeah. he chooses to do and he has to build a lightsaber on his own and it's not very yeah. good and it kind of shows that like. Maybe the path he's going down is not the best path he should be on, but it's one he wants to go d- down anyway. Definitely, definitely. Well, and isn't good. Yeah, totally. And jumping off that, I think that really that is paid off really nicely in the final scene with Han. You know, where it's like he's trying so hard to like to do this thing, and he finally ends up killing his own father, and that's sort of it's that moment is actually a, a very a touching moment, you know, between... Do you think it's a true moment from him, or do you think he's trying to lure Han into... No, no, I think it's a true... I think it's a true moment. Okay, and good, because I do and <laughs> because, because for me, like, he's a person who's conflicted about the light side and the dark. Yeah. And in his mind, if he can kill his own father, that means he's he's on... Like, there's no turning back he's at that point. He's gonna be Darth Vader someday. Exactly, you know what I mean? So, and in his mind, he, he idolizes Darth Vader, so that yeah. t- makes sense to me from his perspective on a Character he level, doesn't you know? want to kill his dad. Exactly, he doesn't he just want to. He does. Exactly, and and also on the side of Han, you know, like it's like I was saying, it's a really touching moment when he goes in there and he's he's basically the person who fucked up and his his his, his life has been ruined as a result yeah. by sending his son off, and he's sort of abandoned it. Like he he he's sort of done gone back to the smuggling thing and sort of abandoned his life, you know, and. There's so much when we see him for this first time. There's so much sadness and regret there, and the way that pays off, you know, when he yells at him and he's just like Ben, and that's the first time we hear his name, let's and just Kylo his, just stops. Let's just talk about how his name's Ben. Yeah, like Ben Kenobi. Yeah, oh, I know. So good. And 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 that's great too. You know what I mean? Like like he was such an important figure in his life yeah. that he wanted to name. So I think that's just a really beautifully acted scene by both of those guys. You know sure. what I mean? It adds a real like. Uh, a real nice sort of um, a good soul to the movie at, at, at its core, you know? Yeah, and just more on fucking Adam Driver. I really loved, like, the first really big interaction between, like, him and Ray. Like, uh, and, yeah. okay, I guess the first interaction is, like, he, like, force stops her. And then, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. kidnaps her. But the yeah. real first moment, I think, tells a lot. And why I think Ray is Luke's kid is, like, he's getting into her head try to find the information and right? she realizes that and I, yeah and like she i think i think what happens is like he kind of like breaks the dam like i think yeah. he's like reaching into her brain and he hits a switch yeah and she's kind of like wait a second totally it's well, a two-way street exactly I know what's fucking happening yeah here. like we were talking about it and it's almost like it's almost like oh i see what's happening i can do that too you know exactly and then she like, does it not only are you yeah. getting into my brain but when you're in here i can hear what you're thinking 
Yeah. And I had a lot of friends of mine complain, like, how does she realize her power so quickly? Yeah. And I don't think that she really has a hold on them yet. I just think she realizes, like, she has them. I can hear you as well as you hearing me. Yeah. This is something I can also do. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's a big thing in the Star Wars universe. It's a moment of realization for sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's a big thing in the Star Wars universe where, like, Force-sensitive people are really good pilots. Like, that's just a thing. Yes. That's a solid fact. And the fact that she's, from very early on, really good at flying things, I think that already shows that she's Force. She's like, she she has a touch with the Force. She just doesn't know it. Yeah, totally. And when he taps into her brain, I think he pokes a hole and it bursts yeah, and i totally, think she's like totally oh fuck i can do this so with the with that said would you say maybe poe is force sensitive there i was thinking yes, about no, that 100 percent. there is a there <laughs> this gets super into spoilers there is a uh before the movie came out there was a mini series uh released called uh it, it's a comic book it's called uh star wars the shattered empire okay and um yeah. it's about poe's mom and a couple other people, like Luke and everybody's in it. And it's about like Poe's mom and the ending the the the, the ending of the whole series is uh, Luke's trying to find a force tree, which is apparently just like a tree that was in like a Jedi temple. Mm-hmm. And um, the same way that Jedi can have like force ghosts and whatnot, objects are very uh, important in like Sith and Jedi like lore. Like if an object is around force enough it kind of absorbs the energy yeah, 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 and whatnot. Yeah. So the Sith, uh, or I'm sorry, the Empire has like uh, like a force tree that was a part of one of the Jedi temples, and he goes on a mission to find it. And when he gets there, there's actually two of them. Okay. And so the ending of this comic book, and it's some people might say, well, that doesn't matter to the movies, but with this new uh, everything is canon, like yeah. they're trying to make. They're trying to bridge the gap between. Yeah, they're the, trying to make the everything that they release. They they said the EU's not real anymore. Yeah, I don't believe it because yeah. EU forever. But they like they're trying to say that each thing that they release has something to do with the canon. It's not just like supplemental material. Yeah. So at the end of this, there's actually two forest trees, and he gives one to Poe's mom. He takes one, and he gives one to Poe's mom. Okay. So here's the thing: you take if you extrapolate that, because that is the end of that comic book. Yeah, you don't yeah, really yeah. see what happens. But if you extrapolate that, yeah, of course, you she can make goes a home, yeah, yeah. plants a forest tree at her house, raises her son. He's grow, he's, he's grown, he's, he's growing grown around. Through, yeah. He grows up around the forest tree. He may not be like very powerful yeah. or, or uh, like a Jedi level, but you have to k- kind of think if he from birth grows up around a forest tree, does that energy not seep into him? No, totally, it does. Yeah, yeah and totally. you see that one of the coolest shots in the movie is when Finn doesn't know Poe is alive. And he watches him yeah. fly in and save everybody where, like, after the attack on, like, the temple yeah, uh, by Maz, who fucking Lupita did a great job. Oh, dude, um, that character is so great. When he flies in and he just fucking, like, it's it's one long shot. And he comes in. He shoots planes. He shoots people on the ground. He does, like, a backflip. He chases Yeah, it's plane, like a like, one from, yeah, like, Boyega's perspective. He destroys yeah. multiple TIE fighters and people on the ground. Yeah. And Finn is like, that's a great pilot. Yeah, and it's like, I love how he just he just destroys like yeah. fucking eight Tie Fighters in one fucking continuous move. And it's, it's so awesome of Luke's piloting abilities in A New Hope. Like he's just a naturally good yeah. pilot. Very, and I very think much so. I they aside from that they really didn't hint at it at all. But if Poe came out as force sensitive, I would be zero percent surprised. Yeah, because totally, I think that makes totally. a lot of sense. Or does it like make a lot of sensitive? Oh, Sorry, that was terrible. That idea. was the worst pun you've ever yeah, made. Yeah, I know. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> okay, um, so 
Before we jump into um, you don't like. into my nitpicking, uh, let's talk about, because I think this is a good segue to that, let's talk about, um, you mentioned the character of Ray. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, let, let this be said that everything is, is it's nitpicking to the max. I mean, this <laughs> is a good movie, but I still have problems with it, so I want to talk about those with you and, and get your thoughts. Um, Real quick, I wanted to say that because uh, I kind of went on it and then I went off on a tangent. Is that like uh, the thing with like Ray, like the floodgates being open because he like tapped into her brain? Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people were like, "How could she be so powerful?" Blah 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 blah. Yeah. I that's that that is a very large um, reason that I think that she's Luke Skywalker's kid. Is even if you didn't know how to use the Force and you weren't in tune with it yet, but you were the descendant of the most powerful Jedi in the universe. Yeah, you don't have to really know what you're doing. You're probably just overflowing with power. Yeah, like totally. Like you could try to do something and it would just fucking work because, because you're just so because because you're fucking Luke's kid. Like, yeah. There's not much to it. Like, like okay, you take it's just fucking genetics. Like you take good genetics and you pass them down and your kid's gonna have good genet. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, totally. That's totally. kind of my biggest reasoning is like why she's so quick to adapt to the Force is because she's Luke's fucking kid. And there's nothing much else to say about it. Is that he's the most powerful grandmaster mofo in the universe, and his kids just like brimming with fucking force energy, and she tries yeah. to use it and it works. Like the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, totally. That's just my argument. No, I, definitely, definitely, I, I get that. And it's not even that. It's more of just on a character level than anything. And I know. Okay, let's put it this way. There's been people online as a preface to all of this discussion that have said. Uh, that Daisy Ridley does a poor job in the role, and I'm, <laughs> and there's been, and and <laughs> I think the distinction that that people are making wrong there is the fact that it isn't Daisy Ridley because she's amazing in the role. I think it's the way that the character's written that she I plays, which I she has nothing disagree. over. Let me read this. So, and I'm just gonna go ahead and and read this uh, this article uh, by Emily Rome from Hitfix.com, okay. which uh, you know sums up uh, a lot of people's thoughts and most of the stuff I do agree with. Um, so, when talking about the character Ray, um, you know, there's 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 been so many uh, there's been such a, a lack of, of strong female characters in leading roles. Um, that people are, are, are very happy about this. But with that said, let me go ahead and read what she says. Uh, so she says, For so long we wanted to see a woman, for fangirls to see someone like ourselves, in a heroic, prominent Star Wars role. And now we have what we asked for. So why does Rey, even though I adore her, in a winning performance by new newcomer Daisy Ridley, rub me the wrong way? Where this all irks me is that Rey feels like a very reactive character. Each and every quality of Rey's is something we wanted, something we requested, like she's been ge uh, genetically engineered. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying any and all of the characteristics she possesses are, uh, are not naturally found in women. And yes, I know it makes a little sense to complain about, uh, sorry, ab about uh, getting exactly what we asked for as we point out issues with female characters and equal representation in movies. But hear me out. This felt like pandering. The speed with which Rey mastered Jedi mind tricks and laser uh, and lightsaber fighting with zero training is stuff of fan fiction. Rey is geek feminist wish fulfillment. First of all, I would hold have on, to hold on. Let me let me let me just let me just finish this one last I'll point and then I'll let you talk. Uh, Rey, at this point, one movie into a new trilogy, is more strong female character than strongly written. We have yet to see any character flaws. Even Luke Skywalker, whiny, impatient, easily discouraged Luke, has character flaws that we get to watch him grow out of. 
she'd feel like a much more real, uh, real character if she had a discernible character flaw or two. In this case, her only weakness, ignorance of the war and blindness to the truth of the family that uh, abandoned her won't return, are totally expected and understandable for her age and, uh, and the isolated life she's led on Jakku. So I just thought that was interesting that um, that she said that, and I think that's. I mean, up I'm going to be able to tear it apart in half a second, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I there's no way that this writer's going to hear this podcast, but yeah. if she does, I'm going to call her out as a fucking fake Star Wars fan in a second. Like this person can go fuck themselves. Well, no, she I, doesn't. No, look, there's saying that Ray mastered lightsaber fighting. If you watch the movie. She goes to poke people. Yeah. That's not how you fucking fight with a lightsaber. No, she doesn't totally. know and how I to fight that, with a lightsaber. I think she that doesn't master anything. Yeah, and I'm not talking less more so about that because I I get that as a fan. Like I don't think this I'm not sure if she's a huge no, but fan I'm not attacking of the you. Universe. I'm attacking like No, like, totally in her the but the fact that she says like, okay, yeah. Does she use the force? Yeah, she does. Yeah. Does she master the force? Fuck no. No, no, no. And Master of course lightsaber not. fighting? No, I think master is the wrong again, word. She's holding it outwards. Yeah. And she goes to poke. Yeah, it's almost she's, like a fencing stance. She's trying to jab at Kylo Ren, and that's not how you that's the worst style of lightsaber fighting yeah, I've ever seen. Totally. She's a master shit. She's no. still learning to do things. Yeah, but I think what she was trying to get at there, and I think mastering is the wrong word, but the fact that she was able to hold up with, with Kylo Ren. But the defense to that is that Ren had already fought and been injured by Finn. And he was already worn down because of all the shit before that. So when he met someone that actually had decent force powers, like she was an even match for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he was sort of beaten down at that point. But here's the thing. Um, I think they do a phenomenal job at showing that she's not a good fighter. She's yeah. not she, – she pokes him a couple times, yeah. right? Like, okay. But, like, again, and I can't stress this enough – Going to jab somebody with a lightsaber, yeah. that's very defensively in a sword fight, the wrong – like, it's not fencing, like you just said. Yeah, it's totally. Not, like, that's a horrible fighting style. She hasn't mastered anything. Yeah. And only when he tries to lure her to the dark side yeah. does she kind of tap into something primal. Yeah. No, no, and I, and that's not necessarily my complaint, that portion of it. It's more so that, she, like she said, she does – she is a very reactive character. And this goes to a larger point that I wanted to make um, in the sense that I think – I'm not quite sure who the filmmakers wanted the main character to be. You know what I mean? Because in one sense, it feels like Rey is the main character, but she doesn't push the story forward. You know what I mean? She she tags that. along most of the time. Finn is actually the one who pushes the story forward. You know what are I mean? We, are we getting into nitpicking right now? Uh, yeah, a little right, bit. A little ready? bit. And cue. Get ready for nitpicking. <laughs> so, look. She's reactive... Here, and you know me, and I'm not a very traditional storytelling kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, I don't really play by the fucking book, like, the, like Save the Cat and all that shit, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe that things have to have beginning, middle, end, like, right? I don't, like, it doesn't have to be about something or a theme, right? Like, mm -hmm. a, a good, like, It could just be a slice story. of life. Yeah, yeah, just like a fucking slice of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that she's a reactive character in the beginning 100%, and that's fine. Yeah. I think what she's complaining about makes no sense because she can't be proactive from the beginning because then she'd have her shit together. She's a reactive character in the beginning. I would agree with that. But I think at the end, she's very active. She's reactive in the beginning because shit happens to her. Yeah. And then I think once – and yeah, it might be a little late in the movie. But yeah. once Finn gets hurt, I think she then starts to be active. Yeah. Which, yes, is really late in the movie. Yeah. But that But it's also – we also have to remember that Star Wars has always been – this has always been intended to be a piece of a larger whole. Exactly. You know it's a I mean? trilogy. So just because she becomes active at the end of no, this totally. movie, she's going to be an active character for the next two movies. Totally. Like, 
I think that's a great arc for her. She's kind no, of afraid no, it to is. do what she needs to do until a certain point. Definitely, definitely. And I get that. But at the same time, like, I feel like that that doesn't – like, you still need to have some sort of conclusion. You know, even though it's not the grand victory, you need to have a small victory to, to, to have that sort of that end moment for us to go, oh, okay, she won. Now what's next? You know what I mean? She does the first, the to first, to escape from the, Kylo. Totally. And the fir- I think that's the thing that separates A New Hope. Because people have been saying, and I don't get this, that this is as good or better than A New Hope or Empire, and I think that's completely wrong. Um, which I know you like. I know you like Jedi. I know you like Jedi the most. But I think this is a really good Star Wars movie. I think it's really good, but I don't think it's as good as A New. Like I, I think A New Hope is the best movie out of all of them. Empire is my favorite, but A New Hope is the best, the 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 most well told story. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I From beginning, middle to end, it's all there. This movie, although it has a lot of the similarities to that, doesn't really have those final pieces that make yeah. it so like in in a new hope when they're doing that ceremony, like you're on your feet cheering with them, <laughs> you know there's yeah. nothing like that in this movie, and i th- I wish that was something that um that would have been there, but to my point about the two main characters, I feel like they're almost it's almost like. Finn was the main character, and then they decided to make Rey the main character at some point. I mean, point. it's okay to have two main characters. No, I think it is, but I also feel like there should have been – it It feels like – It's a passing of the baton. I think he drove the story yeah. forward to a certain point, and yeah. he passed it off to Rey, and then she's no, 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 definitely, forward, and I, I just wish no – No, 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 totally. I wish it would have been a little tighter because then you could have had more, more of an arc with one character as opposed to having two characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess that's not the nature of the franchise – but it's something for me as wanting to see a good story. That's what I wanted. You for know sure. what I mean? Again, it's all nitpicking. So. And again, I could find these arguments and then like just have a counter towards them. Because like, if you look yeah. at how Kylo interrogates Poe, Poe mm-hmm. gives the information up. And then he's not active. He gets saved by someone else. Yeah. Ray actively makes a decision to attack Kylo and say, like, you're a pussy and you're yeah. afraid you're never going to be a strong Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That pisses him off. So yeah. he leaves. Then she actively makes the choice to get the fuck out of that room. Yeah. Like there, yeah. Okay, she's passive at some points, but who isn't at one point or another? Yeah, she actively makes that decision to escape. Like she is an active character. Just because she has reactive moments, that doesn't mean that she's not an inactive character. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, totally, totally. Also, let it be known that despite this movie having a main a main female lead, this movie still does not fucking pass the Bechdel test. Yes, it does. How so? A hundred percent. Huh? She talks to Maz multiple times about things that aren't men. Her and Maz have a conversation about the lightsaber. Yeah, but that's a that's a small small moment in the yeah. movie. So I mean, maybe I can see what you're saying, but it's <laughs> it's a thin line. Um, regardless, uh, let's talk about the state of the uh, of the universe in between. What? Let's talk about for a second what's happened. The information the movie gives us on what's happened between episode six and seven, because one of my problems with the movies, and granted, <laughs> again. I don't want to sound like like a, a, someone who's contradicting themselves here. I wish we could have had a little more information on not necessarily politically what's happening in the universe. Right, and you know right. where I'm going there, and, and I don't want that. But again, going back to A New Hope, A New Hope set – like they don't give us – whole scenes about the state of politics but they say hey this is what's going on it's the setup you know these are the state of things right now and i don't necessarily get that from this movie again more so of a nit- more of a nitpicking thing than anything but i wish we could have learned a, a little bit about um you know how the fall of the empire actually affected things you For know sure. what i mean i actually think like maybe i kind of think both sides are hiding right yeah. like 
Um, Definitely. Maz says that the First Order rose out of the Empire, right? Like, yeah, yeah, rose yeah, out yeah. of the ashes of the Empire. Mm-hmm. I think, like, while the Republic is thriving is what they said, mm-hmm. there's still, like, the Rebels hiding in a different yeah, no, well, but, okay, system. so so with with this said, I did a little bit of research. So this is what I found out, is that after the Death Star was destroyed, um, the Battle of Endor actually wasn't the end of the war. Oh, no, not at all. The Battle of Jakku was the war, which we've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, when Jakku happened, everybody went back to Coruscant or wherever the capital – There was they established a capital in a new city, not Coruscant. Um, and they basically went back to, to fighting to doing the politician thing, the bureaucrat well, a thing. Huge thing in the comic books were like, look, because the Death Star exploded in a different yeah. part of the galaxy, there are still, and this is big in the comics, like there are places in the universe that don't know the war is over. Yeah, no, totally. Like, just because the Death Star exploded, exactly over here doesn't mean light, light, Ex- light years away. Exactly. That they know yeah. What's happening? Totally. And so what happened is, amidst all this bickering, Princess Leia, because she's Force-sensitive, knows that something's happening and yeah. that there are evil forces rising again. So what she does is she goes and she pleads to the Senate saying, hey, I think there's something happening. There's going to be another Death Star situation, another uh, uh, em- Empire situation. Let's take care of it now as opposed to waiting for it to get to the point where it's so bad that it's hard to, to take care of. Well, they failed that. Basically, <laughs> what, the, what the Rebel Alliance in, in this is is – they said, oh, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to listen to you anymore, Princess Leia. Go take this group of sh- soldiers, and we're going to make – so basically what they did is they sent her off with a group of people, and it's sort of almost like this sect of 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 uh, of the uh, Republic. You like know what I mean? militaristic faction. Exactly. Like That's, yeah, it's like thing. the SS basically like yeah. for the Nazis, that kind of thing. You know? Which makes sense. Like they're hiding at – well, okay, I guess – Hiding, they're just secret. Yeah, but exactly. I think the first order until they decide to use Starkiller. Yes, base, I think they're hiding. It's all speculation at that yeah. point. So that's really when she finds out. Yep. Yeah, they are so, as big as maybe. I mean, because you see how many stormtroopers they have. They mm-hmm. have a lot of shit. They seem big. Yeah. But I think that they're. They're still. I think yeah. That they're in hiding until they decide to destroy yeah. the Republic. Totally. Which, totally. by the way, they successfully do. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And um. So yeah, I, I know that. Right. That was. That was also a really weird moment in the movie where you see about five or six seconds of like a coruscant looking planet, and that's basically J.J. Abrams and the filmmakers being like, "Yeah, the prequels." We're gonna literally blow those to smithereens. You I know what I mean? It's pretty cool like, how that one beam split off into like five different yeah, beams. Like yeah. that shit was pretty cool. Yeah, and the, and I have to admit, in that scene, that shot of of Kylo Ren just standing there watching yeah. the green, like that shot is lit. That's iconic. You know. More more about like fuck you the prequels is like uh, so like when Obi Wan first explains the Force to Luke in A New Hope, he says like, oh, it's like the living force that drives everything. It's all around us. Blah 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 blah. Then in Phantom Menace, Qui-Gon is like, oh, midichlorians. Yeah, yeah, right? of course. And then in this movie, Maz says again, the force is all around us. Yeah. It drives all living things. Yeah. And that's kind of like a fuck you, midichlorians. Oh, big time, dude. They're saying <laughs> midichlorians do not exist in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the big things you have to address with the prequels. So um, moving on from all that stuff uh, – I thought that was really interesting, though. So that, I mean, that fills in the gaps for me, but I wish the movie would have made that a little bit clear. Like, what is Leia's situation right now? How did yeah. she get these people? You know, like all that stuff. Not to say that there should be whole scenes where she's begging to the Senate that she needs, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's a general, so clearly by some form yeah. of government, she's yeah. given power. Exactly. Um, and I do actually love, like, the old dude in the beginning of the movie, which is a huge mystery to everybody. Uh, Max von Saito. Yeah. yeah. How he goes, like, she'll always be a princess to me. Like, yeah. damn! Yeah. Like, Clearly, this is like he a wants old, to hit that old 
motherfucker yeah. who like knows what, what happened. They used to be. Yeah. yeah well, it says yeah. in the in the opening scroll, an old ally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, who the fuck is that? Oh, I, I want to know. Uh, so good. There's so much to talk about. We're not gonna be able to hit everything. No, no, so no. Like, we're, we're not. We're gonna have to return to no, this. But there course. are a couple. I gotta ask the, like the listeners to like forgive us for jumping around the movie because like there's like there's so I'm much sure stuff. Everybody there's, can talk I mean, about. we could talk yeah. have a three hour podcast exactly. on this movie, but we're gonna have to make it short because I know we are getting pretty long. But Let's uh one final thing I wanted to talk about was um some of the side characters. Okay. Some of the side characters. Because as much Ed as Blackmore. I think as I Captain <laughs> Phasma was the biggest one, dude. Like as much as I love that character, that was such a, such a disappointment in the movie, you know? It's such a nothing character. And I think like I told you the other day, I think the culprit of that is them just having to cut Phasma out of the movie for time. You I know? can see that. But if they hadn't already confirmed her to be in the next movie, it would be a bigger disappointment for me. Yeah, I think totally. they're setting her up to come back and get revenge. Yeah. Like, no. not to play like re- like uh, like I don't know. Like revenge is always a big thing in the yeah. Star Wars yeah universe. But like I don't know. I feel like uh, they introduced her, showing her as like a formidable uh, formidable adversary yeah. to Finn specifically. Mm-hmm. I don't like. And then before this movie ever came out, they were like, oh, Gwendolyn Christie's coming back for the next movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just kind of like setting her up to be like really pissed off. Yeah, no, totally. I get that. But at the same time, like, wh- I mean, you set her up, but like, it just feels like there's nothing there for, like, feels like such a waste in a certain respect for this movie. You that know what I mean? It could only be because they cast somebody who's in a very popular series, Game of Thrones. We were excited for her character. Yeah. They and Gwendolyn Christie's amazing as yeah, well. Yeah, they so. made this a big thing, so we yeah. wanted more from her. Yeah. If they had never announced any of this and she was just the troop leader, you wouldn't be so mad about it. Totally, no. I think, In a story I, okay, point, it's not that big of a deal. Let's, let's put it this way. She's just his, she feels, she's just his superior. She feels like a plot device. At, at, toward, at the beginning, not so much, but when they bring her back, oh, take down the shields, and then we're going to throw you in the crash room trash compactor i think that's the point where th- it really started to rub me the wrong way because okay. it's like you've set up this character at least have at least don't make her a plot device you know give her something at I least really boba fett boba fett though. was boba fett was pretty much a plot device but at least he oh, had he's the biggest he, plot he, device. He, but he had something there you know it's like this is worse than boba fett in a lot of ways I don't you know think they really set the character up at all again i think that we were all just excited for it and expected yeah. more from it they don't yeah. set up really anything. It's just her saying, like... I can see that. I can see that. It's literally just Captain Phasma saying, oh, he hasn't shown any signs of insubordinance. I talked to him. Yeah. And that's yeah. pretty much it. Well, I think the biggest plot... I think it was just the biggest, The biggest... Totally. And I think the biggest plot thing that I... that I, And I think this is part of the subplot that was cut out... Um, is when Finn gets bla- uh, w- gets back from that first scene on Jakku, yeah. she says, "Go have your gun checked," because she's trying to find out how if, he, he if, if he fought, yeah. if he shot. How many fought. But I fires. feel like they cut a bunch of stuff from that first f- from that first sequence out. You know, it just feels but like again, they you just could have had through. any no name commander say that. No, to totally, and, it, and then like never exactly. And again. I think I think it feels like a disappointment, like you said, mostly because the character's so fucking cool, and yeah. it feels like you could have used this character a little better. But it's okay. Again, we're gonna see more from her, so that's awesome. Again, I think they set it up yeah. for the next episode. I think yeah. we're gonna see a lot more of her. I think people. Oh, she's gonna are be just integral. But hurt because she, they didn't see. Well, and what it's, they wanted. especially because at the end of this movie, Finn and Ray part ways, and I think that's a good story oh, for yeah. Finn oh, for yeah. that to come back. You know, he's what gonna I mean? wake up long before Ray ever returns totally yeah totally for sure yep 
And it's going to be very. I'm assuming it's at least what they've set up is going to be very akin to like the the, the setup of uh, Empire, it's where they they have the two the two parallel romance. like storylines going I think on. Finn and Poe are going to be they go like, off on a mission together. Oh my god, that again. Yeah. They wouldn't set that bromance up without like. No, yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you, you've you've got to do that. Um, what else you got? Uh, I mean, as we've talked about mostly everything. I think the biggest thing is uh, let's talk about and and this is not necessarily a nitpick, um, but it's just more so of a question about the future going forward than anything. And it's something you mentioned earlier, but um, I'm very torn as as and I think they th- this was the intention, but I'm very torn as to. Um, uh, Ray's what what Ray's backstory actually is because Luke's daughter. I think yeah, and I think <laughs> I think there's they they imply that very heavily, but that could also be a fake out on the part of the filmmakers, you know. It could be. Um, so my thought is is like, I think there's a good chance it could be Luke's it could be Luke's daughter, but what if it's also uh, Hans Ben's Ben's twin sister? You know, nah, I think that you don't that, think that could be I a, think a that's possibility. Impossible because they make a huge deal about seeing. Ben. Kylo Ren. Yeah. And they're super casual around yeah. Ray. I just yeah. wouldn't make any sense. I see Ray. what you're I see what you're saying. And then there's been uh there's He's been like, some I saw speculation our son. about He's that. not like, yo, I found our fucking daughter. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. So um yeah, just a question I had for you more so than anything. I think that uh when when more information about this movie started to come out around Force Friday when they were releasing all the toys and stuff. Mm-hmm. They specifically stated that they weren't releasing the last names of characters because they didn't want to give away their lineage. And now that we know that Finn yeah. is not his real name because it's just a number, FN, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But like, so yep. clearly it, his last name doesn't matter because that's yeah. he's, he's not. He's totally going to be fucking uh, Lando's no, son. He's not. He's totally going to be not. Lando's son, dude. I no, just have like, this feeling. Clearly Finn is not his real name. So yeah, exactly. the last name there does not matter. Yeah. They were clearly stating that at the, at, at the time because they didn't want to give away that it's ray skywalker that's that's literally i mean yeah i could be wrong but i would bet money on it i would bet they money don't show too. who abandons her because it's and they mystery. heavily imply it with the with the helmet and all yeah. that stuff too I, yeah when she puts on the fighter helmet she's a good pilot like yeah. there's so many so many signs you know and she's so many already signs. so fucking strong with the force which yeah. i've been making an argument this whole podcast about yeah. i think 100 percent that it's that it's so i think that she was a baby when he started the whole Jedi Temple thing, right? Like, she was around him for a while, but not like he was just like, I have a kid. Here, leave. Um, I think when He didn't Kylo, do what his dad did to him. Yeah, exactly. So I think when Kylo betrays him, that's when he gives everything up, and that's when he... Because, like, Rey, when they show her being abandoned, it's like, what, like, four or five or six years old? She's... Something she's like, like that. She's, like, self-aware yeah. enough to know that she's being abandoned. Yeah. Um, I think that... That's when he gives her up. Is when he, when everything's destroyed. So like, and it makes perfect sense. He doesn't want to. If he runs from his own family, Leia and all that, yeah. he runs away from everything. Of course, he's gonna run away from his kid too. Yeah. Why he puts her on Jakku? That's a whole other story. Yeah. That that I have no idea. Yeah. I have no answers. I don't even have fucking theories for that. Like yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Maybe he gives her to somebody else. Yeah, who we trust, and then they fucking abandon her. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's a million, yeah, there's a, a million, million things that could happen. But I think I think Luke is I think Luke is the one who had to sacrifice her for the greater good. Yeah. Maybe maybe when Ben he found out Ben was gonna just destroy people, he knew that he oh would, he tried to hide her. He had to hide ben. her. You know what I mean? That he makes had a to lot hide of her. Sense. That makes so much sense. He knows that if Ben's already killed all of his apprentices, 
who would he go after next? Or if he's about to kill all of her princesses, he would save her for last. That makes you know? a fuck ton of sense, yeah. man. Like, clearly, the heir to the Skywalker family is going to be powerful. So yeah. if Kylo's killing everyone Luke's training, of course he's going to try to hide his kid. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, th- there's, there's no part of me that's like, nah, she's not Luke's. I kid. know it's heavily, it's, I mean, there's, it's, it's. Unless they say otherwise, I will be fucking shocked if, if yeah. they say it's not his kid. I mean, but before this movie came out, I was pretty much on the train that Kylo and Rey were twins because, yeah, it like felt I said, like in the extended universe, Han and Leia have twins, yep. Jace, and I, ah, man, I'm not Something. very sober right now, so I forget, yeah. like, the female's name, but, like, Jace goes to the dark side, right? So, like, it made perfect sense. Like, Kylo goes to the dark side. It made sense for them to be twins, but then, again, like, he says, ooh, I saw our son, yet makes no mention yeah. of him running into their daughter like so that wouldn't really make sense so that was my first theory and then now that it's going the way that it's going i think that they are related but they be cousins yeah they be they be cousins hopefully they, they won't cousins. kiss before they find out hey man the lack of incest in this movie disappointed me yeah star yeah. wars is all about incest <laughs> it's all about <laughs> incest dude families on families on families on families all in families. um so i have one more question yes. for you and it's more of a statement than anything but um Guys, can we please have a planet in these movies that is not a snow, forest, or desert planet? No. Thank you very much. No. I know the can't. prequels went to a couple different places, but it's like I feel like we're seeing the same three types of planet over and over again. You can't, no. <laughs> you just can't, right? The answer is no. Water, water, forest, or snow? <laughs> or, you, uh, or desert? They showed you this city planet. It just got destroyed. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, that was just more of a note than anything. I think it makes a lot of sense, though. Um, and I don't know, I'm just playing, like, the opposite to this whole podcast, just for fun. But, yeah, like, Devil's Advocate. Yeah, I don't know, like, um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a, you take one galaxy full of planets, right? You can't colonize all of them. No, 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 So no. you got your cities, and then, really, that's just the only ecospheres you got. You got, yeah. you you have cold, you have hot, and you have totally. tropical. And you like, obviously have to have like CO2 and shit, so you can't go to a planet without like some kind of Yeah, like you atmosphere. really only have like a hot planet, you got like yeah. a cold planet, or you got I get like... that. I would just wish to wish, wish for a little little more variation, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I know it's hard. Practically, you can't do too many things, though. Like, for instance, like Mustafar is probably about the most extreme you could get, you know, like a lava planet. Mustafar. Mustafar. I want to say if you if you have Twitter, go check out emo Kylo Ren. Ooh, it is the funniest. Twitter Wait, is it handle. just is it just Hayden Christensen? No, no, no. It's 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 Kylo Ren, but it's like uh, it's like all like what Kylo Ren would be like, and it's it's actually like talking shit on the character, which I do not approve of because I think he's a great character. Yeah, but it's really funny because one of the tweets was uh, <laughs> hang on. I can well, it's it. just poking fun at the character because he's such a little bitch. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's a little bitch. Phenomenally yeah. acted. Yeah. Um, Phenomenally acted a little bit. This fucking tweet, though, man. I can't even handle it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a tweet from Emo Kylo that says, I hate sand. Grandpa was right. It does get everywhere. <laughs> oh, my like, God. I fucking. Even in the same. I lost That's my so good, dude. Shit. I love so it. Funny. I love it. So funny. Yeah. There's a million things we could talk about. I think we need to not talk about any yeah. more of them. We, we were sad when Han died. We were happy when. Finn ignited it. Oh, well, yeah, one more thing. Like, Finn fighting with that lightsaber, like, the first time against the Stormtrooper, that was pretty fucking G. It's pretty fucking cool, man. That was awesome. And he was like, we had, like, and that was a big uh, thing we were talking about on this podcast. Like, when that image was first revealed. How how does he get the lightsaber? And the answer is, Ray says no, and she's just like, you need to get this to her. And he just so happens, 
to be like, I need a weapon. She's like, bitch, you've got one. Yeah. And he's just like, I guess I'll fight with it, question yeah. mark. Which answers the question, is Finn Force-sensitive? The answer is fucking not even a little bit. <laughs> I mean... I don't think he's force sensitive. No? I think he was forced to fight with the lightsaber. And he just, yeah. And he just had and to. And he just sucked with it. Like, yeah. it's not like her like where when it Han was... uses the lightsaber to, like, slice it, like, like, you know, like, he's used it before. Like, yeah. you don't have to be force sensitive to use a lightsaber. Yeah. It's just, you know, it fucking helps. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to, yeah, totally. I if that. I was to bank on it, Poe and Ray are force sensitive. Finn is just kind of like their homie. And, uh, yeah. yeah. He's just their homie. He's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a hetero life mate with Poe. Yeah, exactly. He's, life and he's a good fighter, but he's not force sensitive. And I think it's super fucking cool that he got to fight with the lightsaber. Yeah. Like, anyone on earth would want to fight like with the, the lightsaber. Like, fact, the fact <laughs> that a normal dude just challenged, like, a quote-unquote Sith, even though he's not, like, yeah. fulfilled his potential, that's ballsy, you know? Like, super ballsy. Like, no one man. would ever do that. But granted, he also doesn't know probably a lot about that history of those two races. So he's probably just, like, not. he doesn't know any better. He's just, like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go take care of shit, you know? And let's be honest, he gets his shit wrecked. Like, yeah. he gets fucking torn up. Yeah, dude. He gets, um, he gets like, Obi-Wan in episode two. <laughs> like the end, the final battle. Oh my god! Come on, dude. You know you love it. I hate you. I know. I'm sorry. I had to go there. No, I do think it's cool that they used like the little like side thing on the lightsaber to stab him, and they like the fight was good. I thought it was all good. Yeah. And the moment where she, where like he's trying to pull the lightsaber and she pulls it instead. That that was the moment in my theater where people lost their shit. Good, Even man. me, I was like, oh, I like it. as much <laughs> as I should have saw it coming, I fucking didn't. Well, I you was know? wondering why he was having such a hard time just pulling it out of yeah. snow. I was like, he he knows how to use. Yeah. He stopped a fucking, and this is a cool moment. He stops a fucking blaster. Bullet. That was cool. And then he it's lets a, it go, and it's such a dope ass moment. When <laughs> he stops cool. the blaster. Look, yeah. you can stop a blaster bolt, but you can't pull a lightsaber out of the snow. Yeah. So I was wondering, and then it's like when she pulls it, I was like, oh, it's because they were both fighting for it at the same it's time. It's because it makes so much and sense. And he lost. And she like, it's like, dude, she it flies to her like so fast, you know, like because she's loose kids. I also think it's cool. Who's like, let me train you, and she's like, hell nah. I She's also like, do like the symbolism. I'm going to go find dad, motherfucker. <laughs> I love the symbolism because the planet's exploding that, like, clearly sh- she could have ended him in that fight. And then, like, the fucking ground separates them. Yeah. Plot device? Of course. Cool. Absolutely. It makes sense. She's, she's, not, a, she's not a killer, dude. She's not a killer. She was protecting herself and she was protecting Finn at no, that moment. No, but I moment, think what they were know? saying there is, like, she probably would have ended him if that hadn't happened. I don't think so. So why have them split apart? Because you need them to be in the next movie. That's why. <laughs> yeah, but what would happen if the if it hadn't happened? She she wasn't opposed to slicing his fucking face up. Yeah, that's true. Again, I think that was more of an accident. No, but if he's trying to kill her, of okay. course she's going to defend herself. Can I? Can I, let's talk about one more thing that we haven't talked about, and I think this is uh, one of the biggest points of debate. Um, with people that have seen the movie, is uh, l- let's talk about Snoke, man. We haven't talked about Snoke really. Like we talked about I'm him, talk about how big he was. We <laughs> talked about how big he was, but like what the the importance of the of the character because obviously he's sort of that emperor kind of um, the emperor kind of figure. Yeah. But what I found was interesting was what kind of uh, what kind of uh, cut did Snoke have on his face, Joel? He had some kind of gash across his face, right? Do you think it's future Kylo? That's my thought. I made that connection a couple days ago, huh. and I was like, hmm, that's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it's too much know. of a stretch, but I just found that little tidbit Time to be Time travel like, is not a thing that I've heard of in the Star Wars no, universe, no. so I don't know. Um, but I will say what I thought was cool is, yeah, he, so like 
people are like, oh, there's like Nosferatu. He's like, oh, old, blah, oh, yeah. so lame. Nosferatu. Uh, that's, <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's hilarious. Well, no, here's the that's thing. stupid. Is like, when, when Disney was like, the EU is no longer in existence, what I found is instead of them completely disregarding it, is I see them stealing snippets of it. Like, Han and Lane have the key to turn to the dark side. They're taking That's in the extended universe. They're taking they the best parts that. and then changing the details. Yeah, and here's yeah. the thing: uh, a huge thing in Sith lore is um, so there's this guy named Darth Nihilus, mm-hmm. and uh, he has learned how to live essentially forever. Okay. And so, and again, and I, <laughs> oh, I'm such a nerd. This gets into such a deep thing. Every time I bring up, like, a horse ghost, and everyone's like, well, or, like, no. Every time I bring up Qui-Gon being a Sith, they're like, well, he was a fucking, he had a force ghost, so he, that means he's a good guy. And it's like, <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself, bitch, because the force ghost was originally a Sith practice. And, you there know, you it was just widely accepted at some point. Force ghost. But a force ghost was originally a Sith practice to extend life past death. Wow. And, like, uh, then there's, like, Darth Nihilus, and there's all these people that, like, there was actually a belief that if you were a powerful enough Sith, you could drain the Force energy from other Force-sensitive people and extend your life. Interesting. So to wow. me, it seems like they're stealing all these snippets from the EU. I think Snoke is actually really, really, really fucking old. People are like, oh, he's an alien. I mean, yeah, okay. No. He, no, no, no. I mean, he, he is, could, but he he's not. He could also be an alien. Yeah. But the reason why he looks so old and decrepit and dying is because I think he's maybe. He's, he's, he's been he's, around he's, for he's, centuries he's, or he's something. He's probably thousands of years yeah. old. Yeah. Maybe to the just, old Republic or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he's like, and, and, and he's killing people and taking their energy. And he's like, and now that there's less Jedi around yeah. because of because of the destruction of. He's starting to wither. He's starting to wither away. And he yeah. looks older and but he's what dying. If, do you, how would you feel if. I if, think he wants to find Skywalker because he wants to suck all that energy out of him totally i would i would say that's a very good possibility what how would you feel and i don't know if they would do this but i feel like that they could maybe do this if if it ends up being that where it's some guy that's been around for like an apocalypse type of situation you know been around for centuries um how would you feel if they sort of um oh god what's that word you call it when you change something afterwards uh retcon retcon what if they retconned um that that this guy was in charge of like the emperor, like he was controlling the emperor. Like, would you think? Do you think that would be too much? I have no problems with retconning the prequels. Well, not the prequels. I'm talking like with no, like no. The, that like the Death be, Star. And but all that, that would stuff. be a retcon of the prequels because they showed that like Darth Sidious, what, like that's true. A lot of things I, Darth Sidious I were actually, brought up in the prequels. I didn't even think about not that. Not in so the yeah. original trilogy. Yeah. So if they were to retcon things in the prequels, saying like he was like the master of Darth Sidious, blah blah blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I that's would be cool. fine with that because be like dope. fuck the prequels and you can change whatever you want from them, yeah. and I wouldn't fucking care. Just don't touch um, Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, I, I, I honestly full heartedly believe, as much as I believe that Ray's Luke's kid, I believe that Snoke is very, very, very old and he's using this old Sith practice of draining life energy to live yeah. longer. I would yep. bet my life on it because he looks so decrepit and like he he fucking looks like he's dead. Yeah. For some reason he's mm-hmm. not. And I think it's because he's 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 extending his life. Yep. Totally. Through murder. Which you know. Death and destruction. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Cold-blooded murder, whatever. Unless he murders BB-8, then everybody will hate him forever. How dare he? <laughs> I think All the right. future Kylo would be a cool storyline. Yeah, I but like they'd never introduce time travel, so it wouldn't make a lot of it sense. It would. It would never work. I. It was just a, a, like a common occurrence no, that no, I found I interesting. I wouldn't hate it. 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 it 
they would have to explain it yeah. really well. Well, what's interesting, uh, and uh, I, I, we really need this to end this episode. But, we do. Um, what I found interesting is at the end of this, by getting that facial scar, it actually kind of gives him a reason to wear the mask now, which I, which, which is nice, you know. Which is funny because he left his mask on the yeah. catwalk in the planet that yeah. blew up. So he'll probably have a new one. You think he's gonna have like a new one, or he just? I like think I think he'll like one? no, he'll make a diff like a updated one. You know, uh, you, you don't think he's like I got a closet full of these mofos, dude. There's no reason why you shouldn't do it. The only reason why they didn't do it with Darth Vader is because it was attached to his body and keeping him fucking alive. You know, <laughs> it's not like he could yeah. get an upgrade or whatever. But do you think he's just got a closet full of these fucking masks? No, or but let, I mean, they, let, they, we don't know how how long. I mean, let's put it this way: Ray shows up to train with train with Luke at the end. By the time we return in Episode Eight. It could be a year. It could be five years. It sure. could be fucking ten. Uh, they wouldn't do ten years. But the point I'm making is, it, it, <laughs> it couldn't be like it could be a few years down the line. Yeah, you know, oh, for sure. Anything, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I think that an hour and seventeen up on 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 top of nerd news is good. Yeah, it's really good. It's healthy, dude. That's what we needed to talk about. Our like love. this podcast needed a nice like in depth review like this. It did indeed. It was good and stuff. <laughs> surprisingly, this is still not one of our longest episodes. I was going through iTunes and I saw an episode that was like two hours long. I was like, what the Wait, f- seriously? I was like, when the fuck did we do that? I uh, apologize uh, for anybody who had to listen to I all don't that. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, no, it's, I'm sorry. It's a fucking thing, and I apologize. I don't <laughs> even remember why. Maybe we that was so mis- long. like a ty- I don't know what was. I don't That's know. Weird. It was ridiculous. But thank you all for listening to uh, episode 16 of Pop Pop, the pop culture podcast with uh, Yerlander, Joel Reeves, and Taylor Salen. We are on ageofthenerd.com where you can find Taylor's uh, review for mm-hmm. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Yes, sir. And if you have a chance, go to uh, youtube.com and look up Con TV. We did a Star Wars party um, where essentially we brought a bunch of internet personalities and uh, talked about each of the trailers from Episode 4 all the way to Episode 3, which is funny because that's backwards, but 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. Uh, note, I'm the only person in all of them, so go ahead and go watch go. me on those. I'm pretty funny in them. They're really good. Uh, I show a lot of love for the pre- or for, oh, wow, I almost fucked that up. For the prequels. I show a lot of love for the originals and just fucking absolutely trash the prequels, as I always do. So go check that out. Go to ageofthenerd.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ReevesFilm. Uh, follow Taylor Salen at... Something on Twitter. Just search Taylor Salem on Twitter. You'll find me. I'm the only Taylor Salem on Twitter, so there you go. I would would believe that. Yeah. And I only do this because I'm trying to build my Twitter following. So sorry for this, the the shameless plug. Well, um, yeah. Later, you nerds. BBA for life. May the force be with you. (laughs) 